1: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST
2: for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Welcome to the Cultaholic
2: Wrestling Podcast.
0: If you like a lot of wrestling on you, Ross is back! Ross is back! Hey guys, guys, Ross is
3: back! It's Ross! Hello. It's Ross
0: to Adele! Wait, Not Ross. Ross.
3: Not Ross. It's brother yeah. love. There um, we go. Yeah, it's brother love. Uh, I thought it'd be in Halloween week, Halloween Havoc. Two nights ago, as we're sat here on YouTube, I was thinking, wow, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Two nights ago. Uh, wow, we could do fancy dress like we do every year here on the YouTube, but it would appear thinking that was wrong. So that's why I'm sat here looking like this. It's definitely a brother love costume and nothing else. Uh, so thank you for not participating in the, the joyous festival that is Halloween, lads.
1: That's all right. I I didn't really... I had no idea that this was going on, so... Almost as if it was a ruse, a physical gag. But Mm. you never know.
0: I've been set up. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for making the effort, Ross. I'd like to encourage all the viewers to definitely Google Brother Love. Uh, (laughs) Images of Bruce Pritchard will probably happen, maybe on page three or four. But apart from the man making his return and making us all warm inside, here at the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, you're joined by Matthew, not making any effort whatsoever with the Halloween thing, but making sure his hair's washed, and Jack, Hiya. The, the is All his right. middle name King. On the couch with the Jack the King. Where's this? I going? Just thought yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Is it, is it, we're, we're on Zoom this time, as opposed to Discord due the weird technical issue of Jack's call getting cut off every twenty minutes. Yeah, so, you know, that's half a pachiti story, by the way. Ross, so, it's been
1: a right laugh since you've been gone. Honestly, it's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I've been uh, getting, was, I've been, just I've been getting that... dropped out.
3: I saw well, it last week with, uh, what was the name you said, and then you went, I can't remember what it was. Lee, uh, Lee, Lee, the lad from, the lad from primary school. But I've got to be honest with you, I flicked on the first week I was off, and I saw Adam, who of course instructed me and Jack to, to always <laughs> stick to the wrestling and take two questions out the mail, bad because the podcast was too long. I flicked through it every single time he was speaking about anything but professional wrestling, but thank the Lord, we've got clarification from the boss man himself that the longer the podcast... The better, so hopefully this week's will be three hours long. Mm. <laughs> and
0: that noise that Jack made <laughs> was an incredibly positive one. As he looks forward to this. So Ross, again, thank you for making the effort with the the red face. We won't be red face. No problem. again, it's your first time back after several months. Is there several
1: anything you want
3: to? <laughs> Sounds like it's several been awful, months. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, has it has been two, months.
1: About two months, maybe. I
3: think it was September the seventh. The first, yeah, so uh,
0: seven weeks. Wow. Is that all? Again, it's this year has been so weird when it comes to time where everything's taking forever, but going by really quickly. So yeah. anyway, it's good to see you, pal. Is there anything you'd like to say to the people who are no doubt um, drowning me out now with the cheers they're making, seeing that your lovely face is back on screen?
3: I don't know. I bet there's a large portion disappointed that Adam's not sat here. But I need just <laughs> say that Adam is the boss here at Cultaholic. He does a lot of things off camera. So every single time he appears on camera, that's taking time away for the stuff he does off camera. So I don't want to say it's me or nothing, but for the sake of Adam, it probably is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
3: uh I decided to thank everybody for their, their messages because I the, the, I put that tweet out back at the the start and I, I just did it because people were asking, oh, Ross, where are you? Because I'd missed a couple of videos and uh, I just put that out just to let people know, oh, that's where I am and there's no videos. And I, just, I didn't expect the, the response because... You get bogged down in the numbers doing this YouTube game, don't you? And just like you, you see my numbers from years ago dwindling down. I'm thinking, oh, nobody cares. But I couldn't be further from the truth. We've got a fantastic community here that watches at Cultaholic. And I'm just, I'm still getting messages now. I got one off your mum, Matthew. She sent me a nice, lovely letter <laughs> and a, a nice oh. cardboard cut. Hey, it's lovely. A nice cardboard cut out dog, which I've, uh, I've, my letters in the post now. Mrs. Botch, I've replied finally got my finger up my arse and responded but I it's, uh, it's been overwhelming and I, I don't know what to say I, I was blown away by the response and yeah read all of them there was oh, maybe in four figures I don't know there was lots lots and lots and lots and lots and lots so if I haven't replied still I'm very sorry but if I I don't want to just go cheers pal thanks if I, if I reply, I want to do it properly. So if I, if I was doing that, I'd still be sat here doing it now after seven weeks away. So I'm blown away, but ready to get back on it like a car bonnet. Geordie Shaw, way I, etc. cetera.
0: Thank you very much, Ross, <laughs> for that magnificent impression of Tom Campbell. It's good to see you back and it's good to be talking complete crap resting with you for the next nine and a half hours or so. And also, Jack. Let's not underestimate you and your abilities. You bring to this podcast. How the hell are you, mate?
1: I'm all right. Um, it's been a bit of an odd here, man. It happens every week. The microphone falls over. It's just been one of them weeks. Not much going on. Um, yeah, still triumphant after my story last week, to be honest. But apart from that, not a lot to report. Glad to see Ross is back, ready to ready to go. Come, on. how are you, Matthew?
0: I'm great. I'm all the better for seeing you, chaps.
1: Lovely. Thanks for the cheesecake, by the way.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Now, yes.
1: cheesecake? What, where, yeah, where was the. Were you just on a little bit of a trek? Just a little bit of a walk around?
0: Yeah. Well, that's there's exciting. been. Right, right. Um, so last week, and we'll get up to this in the Hall of Fame bit. I know people want to hear that weird wrestling thing that happens the rest of the time. Um, last week, we're talking about desserts and the best one stuff. And that's why I nominated a cheesecake because it was sadly middle tier in this Facebook. Picture designed to get people, you know, annoyed and angry. And I went a little uh, on the weekend because I've been, um, to fill you in, Ross, not that way, that I have been trying to keep myself healthy and determined throughout lockdown by saying, right, one day a week, just like uh, Brian Butterfield, I get a cheat day. Mm. So I have to make the most of that cheat day. So on Saturday, I went and got myself, oh, got the box. Lemon and mascarpone, something else, cheesecake, and it's. <laughs> Mast- you can tell I'm ready. that Mast- it, <laughs> Bless you, and <laughs> you can tell that I'm really going out of this because it's the deluxe one from Little. Oh. Because it's in a black box with a white font, it makes you feel like you're. Oh, you know, it's class. like M&S. It's
3: just like M&S. Mm.
0: Exactly. This is it's the so one sweet. day of the week I feel like Alan Pachetti. So, I had that, and I had a slice. Nice. Chunky slice, a well done Matthew for a good job uh, slice. And let me just say, I've never taken cocaine, but well, I imagine <laughs> the effects are rather similar to having that posh cheesecake. I was buzzing, I was like a hummingbird the rest of the day. I was, it was fantastic. I loved it. I loved the my eyes dilating and all that, and getting to bed about three a.m. And so I figured, look, everybody else needs to experience the joy of cheesecake. And so I decided to go see Pachitti and Jack because I need at least one thing to get me out of the house a day or I feel miserable and happened to just be dropping off cheesecakes like a dodgy Santa.
1: If if you add, because I'm I'm feeling very privileged that me and Owen and Pachiti were the only ones to get the cheesecake. I'm assuming that you went to people in a nearby radius. You weren't just going all over Newcastle town distributing uh, yes. desserts. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I
0: love you, Ross, but I forget where you live, but it's a bit far away and we bust card that I've got, so...
3: Um, um, To be honest with you, I'm deeply saddened that I didn't get some (laughs) (laughs) cocaine-laced lemon and mascarpone cheesecake. Oh, no, I didn't
1: get a lemon one. I got just your classic New York
3: cheesecake. You bought more than one, Matthew, you big spender. (laughs) It's
1: like the margarita of cheesecake,
3: I think. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'll tell you what, though. You can't get a bad one, that's right. You (sighs) need to get on the Biscoff cheesecake that is sold in many outlets. Unbelievable scenes. If you want to talk about cocaine, that's like LSD, I'd say. More the effects of an LSD tab than a a, a bash of cocaine, Matthew. Fantastic. So is the biscuit Biscoff? The biscuit's... The, no, the Normally, the biscuit is just biscuit, like your biscuit base. Right, your right. battery biscuit base at the bottom oh. is normal. But then you go, Greg Wallace. Got to love the man. Then you just get to the top, and that's where all the Biscoff's located. Sometimes in the cheese part as well is that right the cheese part
1: what is it because the cheesecake's not the cheesiest thing in the world it's
3: it's a cream cream chairs isn't it how do you
2: say it
0: (laughs) yes that is correct ross thank (laughs) fantastic so let's just say if the cheesecake is the winner of last week's hall of fame selections maybe Maybe, who knows, uh, the Cheesecake Fairy will be finding you very soon, Ross and Jack.
1: Ooh, it's not going to well. be. It's not going to be the winner, is it? Let's be Let's be completely oh. honest. Not after
0: that display last week. Oh, well, you might have to buy one yourself then. <laughs> until then,
3: <laughs> no, hey. do worry about that, Matthew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but never mind that. Let's go on with some news. Um, it's a weird news week this week. Uh, start with the, the negative news, but we'll talk about the good stuff that... Uh, person's done throughout their career the main news this week is the sad passing of tracy smothers passing away at 58 after i believe um battle with cancer honestly i didn't see the exact reason for it i was too busy looking at all the stories and crazy promos this man has made over the last few decades and it's again hopefully this sounds uh, the way it's supposed to sound like it's nice to see when someone's passing away Everyone outpouring with all the great things that this person did and the recollections, because he really was this um this babysitter to a lot of wrestlers who are now big up in the world of WWE. The Kevin Owens the Cassius. Well, he's gone now, but Cassius Ohno, uh the CM Punks, the Cole Cabanas, all the other people in wrestling throughout the years, he, he was the guy who checked up on them, made sure how you doing, hey, on the gas yet, and all those other jokes he'd say. <laughs> um So he passed away, and just out of curiosity, because I, I know I'm a sad wrestling nerd, do you have any? Uh, Did you see much of uh, Tracy Smothers at all, Ross?
3: My exposure to Tracy Smothers has largely arrived over the past day, just watching these sort of, there's a few compilations now on YouTube after he, he's passed away, and there's footage of him doing a hip toss to a bear, and all the, his thug promo. I knew about the thug promo, obviously, because who doesn't know about the thug promo? Um, and it's just, yeah, the, the promos he was cut in the ring, he was a heel, obviously he wasn't a heel backstage, but in the ring he was a heel who wasn't scared to be a heel. There was one fantastic bit of this compilation I was watching, just an indie show somewhere, and he goes, uh, there must have been some woman booing him. He was like, oh, if one more person boos Tracy Smith, i will jump in the crowd and start slapping the whatever out of you. And then this woman and her daughter must start going at him properly. She's like, woman, I'll do it to you as well, and I'll slap your daughter as well he pauses, he just takes a step back and he goes, the same Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) You just tell that it's like an old man thing to say to like younger people. He just just seemed to be great.
0: Apparently he used to go to wrestlers, uh, I think like Simon Gotch or someone who go to, hey man, I used to watch you when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) He reminds
1: me of um, like the funny relative that everyone's got. Like mine was my great-granddad, like the funny relative who just, is just so quick witted because they've got so much life experience. He just seems to like come up with all this stuff. I didn't realize that it was him who he kind of got a bit of revenge for Blue Meanie in that big brawl when JBL battered him, and then Tracy Smothers goes over and Blue. I was watching a Blue Meanie shoot about it, and Blue Meanie goes like, "He's shot at me there, shot at me," because everyone's going over to Meanie in the brawl saying like. Were you allowed to blade? We weren't allowed to blade. And he's like, I'm not blading. I've been actually punched. And um, apparently Tracy Smothers was like, all right then. And he went over JBL and started like, digging him for real. And the Sandman came up behind and got JBL like with the cane around the neck. And Smothers is like just punching him in the ribs. And Bubba Ray Dudley had to save him from the outside. He like pulls him out the ring and pretends, gives him like a worked one. But apparently Smothers was hard as balls as well.
0: Well, he certainly wasn't scared of anything. Uh, when he yeah. had that brief run as uh, was it Freddie Joe Floyd, I believe, that weird period where they get these like really experienced veterans and stuff and have them, the worst gimmicks that mid-90s WF could provide. Apparently, he was getting changed backstage next to the Undertaker and in walked Cloudy, a very obscure bit of wrestle crap, who's supposed to be the big muscular dude thing for Sonny in the body donners. And Undertaker seeing this and goes, oh, look at that. People do anything to get in the wrestling business, won't they? There's ridiculousness. Tracy Swillings went, yeah, man, you're right. How long have you been dead for? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, there's so many great ones. Uh, You you go, if I take my jacket off, the divorce rate's going to go through the roof. (laughs) (laughs) And, again, obviously, we could probably do a good three hours just on Tracy's stories, but the one that he said, the trick tale was talking about, another guy that basically was treated very well by him when he was starting his career, Apparently two weeks after 9 11 that this oh, place in the Midwest. He goes, I wished Osama bin Laden had driven those two planes into this building instead. <laughs> <laughs> and he followed that up with, and then a month later came back, like, I'm sorry about what I said about that. But on the plus side, my new friend, Saddam Hussein, <laughs> is gonna pick God. me up by a helicopter from this arena. So I don't need this, so I need to set foot anywhere in this stinking town.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow.
0: It really does feel like you know this, this cowboy type of guy in this, this weird modern world is just like, it's lodged by time. Just, you don't get people like this any day. You don't hear stories like this anymore. So. He did
1: a bit of um, touring in England, didn't he? Because I've heard he did, yes. stories from people involved with like WCBW and stuff that, who met him and just said he was just hilarious and also like really, really sound, but mainly hilarious.
0: Yeah, he was with uh, Chris Hamrick in 1PW. So two thousand five to two thousand and eight when they stopped booking him. And yeah, it came out and did the, the, the stuff that he's been doing for the last few decades. He goes, If I hear Tracy sucks one more time, I'm gonna straight up double mega mass homicide every last one of you. You know like, <laughs> all these little pundits going, Tracy sucks, Tracy's out. right, that's it,
3: everybody dies.
1: Prince of me Prince of Mean with my favorite tweet ever, I think. <laughs> oh. Do you see Prince of Mean's tweet? It was so good. No, what he so said. That- Me and Tracy Smothers once had a a match so long and so bad that Roderick Strong ripped into me for 30 minutes backstage and he tagged (laughs) Roderick Strong in it as well. (laughs) Roderick Strong shouted at me for half an hour.
0: Was it? I can't follow that.
3: (laughs) Uh, Obviously.
0: And again, this is loads of them on Twitter, spending the rest of the time talking about it, but Tracy Smothers, obviously he had some great matches as well, especially with that uh, tag team with Steve Armstrong and WCW, but... One story was that he was arguing with a promoter uh, after the show and you could hear, the fans could hear the Ellen, and then all he heard was Tracy Smothers' shout, what well, if you're going to shoot us? Hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> so Tracy Smothers, they will do it one more time. Uh, T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly and G is for jail because a 3rd can't, can't spell. spell. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Moving on to your wrestling. Uh, again, this is a real story. Former Raw superstar Brendan Vick, remember him, has been renamed Tony Modra. Uh, The real life uh, Adelaide Crows legend Tony Modra has been interviewed about why a wrestler suddenly trademarked his name. And he says, I've got no idea who he is. He claims to be an uh, Adelaide fan, but he's a bit disappointing, a bit disrespectful. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know you have to copyright your own bloody name, my lad loves WWE and I see a lot of that stuff, but he's even asking why some wrestler he's never heard of he wants to change his name to his dad's. So yeah, apparently you can't copyright someone else's name um, for some other purposes, as this man is finding out.
1: I so it's like it if like... I went, it's like if I went to WWE and called myself Kevin Phillips because I'm a big Sunderland fan. And I just took his name. Is that what he's done? He's taken the name of a a man from his local sports team.
0: Yeah, apparently he was such a fan that he just went, you know what, so I'll just take your whole name. But he's not
1: just a run-of-the-mill player. He's like a legend of the club as well.
3: That's why he's such a fan of them. I thought when it was on your birth certificate, they couldn't take it off you or something like that because of the whole Cody Rhodes thing, like the Rhodes name was on dust. I don't know.
0: You know, what? I don't know, but it's maybe a bit that's a odd.
3: bad example. I've got no idea. Yeah. I'm just talking out my ass.
0: I think it'd be more like if Ross got signed to, by WWE, and it could happen, and he showed up. It's like, ah, oh, uh, he's our new, he's our new guy, our new co-commentator, Alan Shearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's more comparable. So, um, according to Tokyo Sports. The Japanese wrestling legend is set to return to the WWE in early November and join which division? Uh, maybe NXT? Who? Oh, maybe Raw SmackDown. That'd be
1: good. Which legend?
3: You're going to love the shop here, Matthew. We need a name. Oh, I've forgotten the name. Is it Brendan Vick? <laughs> Brendan Vick. That's it's right. Kevin like Phillips, Japanese <laughs> wrestling legend. Kevin Phillips.
0: Yeah, right. And I better get it up. I copy pasted everything but the name. Fantastic, Matthew. <laughs> well,
3: wow. it,
1: well, let's just leave it as a
0: mystery. You know what somebody is? Who's that Pokemon? Oh, there we go. Uh, Mego Satomura. Oh, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Good scrambling there by Matthew. Fantastic. Anyway, she joined NXT UK. Of course she has. She will be a WWE superstar and a coach at the Performance Centre in London. And this was as announcement earlier today, where she said she will be part-time at Sunday Girls Pro Wrestling going forward. So, yeah. Uh, you're love, a love big me. Yoshi fan, Jack. <laughs> I prefer,
1: prefer Toad. toad hey uh what were you gonna ask sorry
0: just any thoughts about it
1: well she's i think she's probably got connections in the uk because i remember she used to rock up in like fight club pro and stuff she was the champion there for a little bit and uh i'm guessing it's through that through that it's a big coup for nxt uk because she's class but busy schedule for her if she's going back and forth a lot of air miles
0: Absolutely, and I'm just trying not to choke on my tea. Um, You did? There was an Impact Wrestling pay-per-view, but we'll get to that in the This Week in Wrestling bit. The other bit of weird wrestling news was the fact that uh, apparently some people got caught up in a weird news story. That wasn't a news story, but is a news story to some. Uh, Hannibal TV said, I have the list, the AEW confidential payouts list, and presented (laughs) on camera. And you knew it was the confidential secret payout list because it had in giant font, so your nana can go to the library and read it if she's that way inclined. AEW confidential payout <laughs> at the top with such uh, payments as Dave Meltzer getting paid off. Okay, fair enough. Wade Keller getting paid off. All right. Voices of Wrestling getting paid off. Like, wait, hang on. Something awful LPC, the message board getting paid off. And uh, anyway, that got, he said, look, I've got it. Rene Dupree sent me this. Everyone else went, you know, that's a fake. You know, someone posted that as a joke
3: months ago, right? I mean, it, it, it was so, complete bollocks to start with because we weren't there. Our five pounds, right. them, respectively, we get five pounds each off Tony Khan to speak good about AEW. That wasn't on there, exactly. We're on the genuine one, huh? the
0: only the real one. one. <laughs> we should do our own one next time. The dogs oh, behind man. Matthew, five pounds each, <laughs> <laughs> Ross's makeup. Yeah, three grand. Uh, Probably oh, the best for Ross. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that is pretty much all the news that matters right now. We'll move into the next section and talk about wrestling some more right after this.
3: Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame!
1: Right after what, Matthew?
0: This, the oh. Hall of Fame segment. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> here we go in condescending order. So, I'll be new to Ross. <laughs> Travis, the band, 5%.
3: Whoa, Good. who nominated that? <laughs> who do you
1: think nominated <laughs> that? I didn't, re- didn't realise you were joking there. I was like, what does he mean? Who does he nominate that?
3: I've done a couple of those uh, tier list videos with Adam about music, and it's very clear that the only music, the li- like literally the only band he listens to is Travis. <laughs> no, nothing you know, else. He likes nothing. the beautiful
1: South as no, well. no, he doesn't.
3: I'm not having that. He doesn't like anything outside of Travis. It's unbelievable. I've never seen such a, a loyal supporter of one band and not like the rest of the bands out there. He, he a few other bands them. out there.
1: He supports <laughs> them like a football team. He I mean, doesn't like any other band.
3: Yeah, he, turns, he wears Travis uh, colours, doesn't he? Beige. He turns,
1: he turns up at Maroon 5 away in his stone island, <laughs> ready to cause some...
3: Starts stuff. fighting young girls in the crowd. <laughs> Turn!
1: Gets, the, gets the, the beige flares out. Ole, ole, ole.
2: <laughs>
3: oh
0: god uh, cheesecake 33% oh
3: okay. so I'm not getting cheesecake either uh, no the oh, fans have spoken
0: god. sorry yeah, Ross uh, thanks for up. coming back when you're leaving and uh, in first place Jack's Story 62% yes. well deserved victory because it was a magnificent bait and switch thank you I've seen the likes of it since Bash at the Beach 96 so well done Jack <laughs> what have you got for us this week
1: Slapjack the, uh, the wrestler. Um, I've, I'm, I've, I've tailed off a bit since last week's... I mean, I'm never going to reach the heights of last week again. Slapjack, because I really loved the organic and totally serious groundswell of support that happened with him over the weekend. Obviously, we'll talk about it in This Week in Wrestling, but he just got a singles pay-per-view match out of nowhere. Should have won. Didn't. Uh, and from then on, everything he did on Raw on Monday night was getting tweeted about people in support of Slapjack I'm now a fan of Slapjack. I'm a member of the Slapjack Nation. And um I just just love him. Just love the guy. So my nomination this week, with, with far less build up and fanfare than last week's, is Slapjack. Of the of Retribution.
3: Why do you love Slapjack? I need to know more about this man.
1: It's just funny, isn't it? Like he's the least assuming of the members of Retribution. Is he the one with the silliest name? Possibly.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: that that's a big that's a big reason. He's got the worst mask. That's another big reason. They referred to him as the one with the stupid mask. The Hurt business did as well, and oh, I feel like I need another reason. I can't think of one.
3: I'll be honest, I'm struggling. Oh No pressure. Well, <laughs> we, need, we need one more. We oh. need one more reason. And
1: and part of his name is my name. Oof.
3: There you go. And the other half slaps. Yeah, Eh, uh, there you go, the like the double here.
0: bass. <laughs> so, you're it is actually slapjack, then it's not a setup for a real pick.
1: Yeah, no, it's not a trick like last time. Have I destroyed right. the trust with, with what happened last week? Are you just not believing anything I say now. Uh, mine is mine is, slap, <laughs> mine is slapjack now.
0: It is, uh, it's just the fact that you're talking about the, the outpouring of support. Uh, have I been? I was going to say I might be living on a rock. I technically have, I guess, with the lockdown. But I mean, what what outpouring? We're <laughs> we talking about what slapjack army?
1: No, it was all over the place. On, I'll be honest, well, right? Um, I may have played a key role in the beginning of the outpouring of support, right? It's, oh, it's, it's Jack and Jack
3: alone. Really, is what we're living. No, it's not it's, you. not. it's not. It's <laughs> slowly <not>, unraveling. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. I don't think. I, I don't think that I was the only one tweeting about slapjack at the time. A lot of people were. My mind may have been the most relentless, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'm going Slapjack.
0: That, that's fine. I, I, I like that you're sticking to your convictions and giving us a bit of leg because you really want this food. Sorry.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Ross, why not thrill us with something better than Slapjack? I know it's a hard, hard target to hit, but I think you're, you are the man to do it right now.
3: Is there anything controversial surrounding Angus Young from ACDC?
2: Not that like a I know of. Boy. Bit, does bit he, weird. Does he, support, like does
3: he support some un, unholy cause or something like that? Because knowing my look, oh. I'll say his name and then it'll be all over the thing. Because I've just been... I know, I've obviously known of ACDC, but this week of all weeks, I've just been listening to them a lot more. And there's a certain performance. Oh, you need to go on YouTube and watch this. It's... Uh, Let There Be Rock, in brackets, Apollo Theatre, Glasgow, April 1978. And it's like eight minutes long. And that man on the guitar, I don't know how much lemon mascarpone cheesecake he ate before this performance, (laughs) but Jesus wept. He's all over the shop, non-stop. And for that, Angus Young from the band ACDC is my Hall of Fame pick this week. What a tune to start with, by the way. But how he manages to get around that stage without his head falling off his neck is a medical miracle. And that's why he's my Hall of Fame pick this week.
0: And what a pick it is. Uh, ACDC with a band that got me into rock music. In general, the first band I fell in love with as a kid. Oh, really? So, yeah. Because uh, uh, watching uh, ECW November, remember, 99. So uh, Spike Dudley comes out the highway to hell and then Chris Candido comes out the back in black later on. So I was like, what music's this? Let me go on Napster and get uh, chriscandido.mp3.
2: <laughs>
0: and that was it, man. Um yeah, I know exactly what you mean, seeing this, the classic footage and doing this in the 70s as well. I mean, that'd be rocks a banger. Mm. And he's just, it looks like he's been electrocuted by the bloke in Home Alone. Just
3: like, yeah, the, the, the entire t-
0: performance. Yeah.
3: There's no way to describe what he was doing. Because yeah, I, I watched an interview with him as well. Where he's the, uh, the interview guy's like, if you had any injuries, because you expect him to say, yes, I fell off a, an amp and broke an ankle, I've strained me neck or something like that. He goes, "Nah, I've had an out. I've been completely fine. I said, I've lost a few toenails. That's as bad Ooh. as it's got. Oh, because he's been ooh, like still trotting so back nasty. and forward that hard, his, his toenails have fallen off. Ah, oh, good. Which times. isn't necessarily a bad thing, as I sit here as a man without a big toenail on my right foot. It's actually quite a convenient thing to have. You don't have to I cut think, it. Only oh, oh, need to cut nineteen nails. So it takes a bit shorter than it would for a normal person. That's, that's nice. I'm sorry if you lie. told this. If, if, I'm sorry if you said <laughs> this before, but uh, why do you not have a big toenail? Uh, believe it or not, when I was a younger man, I used to play football. And there was one season I had a pair of, uh, was it, uh, it was predators, I think, at that time, and they were a bit narrower at the top. And I've got weird toenails anyway. They don't just grow like straight across like that. They grow like, if you look at them from above, it's like that sort of shape. They grow like that. And the predators at the top with the narrow end just made it even worse. I got an ingrown toenail and infection. And then had to go to the, I think, is a chiropodist the right term? That is right, yeah. The man with the tools I know, Maz, because it was horrible. Had to have uh, just these injections. All around my toe, then he got this thing, and he just he stabbed my toe. He's like, can you feel that? I was like, yeah, I can, actually. And he's like, oh, we we'll need some more then.
2: More, <laughs>
3: more more, injections go in. He goes, boom, can you feel that? I'm like, no, I can't feel that time. He's like, right, let's get going. And you know the uh, eyelash curlers people use to, to to curl their eyelashes? It just looked like that, but bigger. And he just sort of wrapped it around the toe, no. clamped it, and then pulled. Oh. And I was just sort of sat there looking at it oh. going like, Hoop. <laughs> like I could still feel it going out, which was the bad thing. Oh, it's making me, me skin crawl now. But yeah, if I could have it done to the other toe, but be like under like anaesthesia, just sort of out of it, I'd have it done straight away because not having to cut a big toenail, it's a it's a it's a privilege to have in this life. <laughs> wow, I'm glad I asked that
0: question. Thank you very much, <laughs> Ross. Just my camera so let's not distract from that horrible story that you're not voting <laughs> the, the, the toe oh, that bollocks looks-
3: bollocks to Angus Young let's nominate oh, my no, big no. toenail <laughs> my deceased toenail for the Kulaholic Hall of Fame uh, rest in peace my right foot <laughs> big toenail that's my official nomination Angus Young could be next week or somewhere down the line my big toenail he didn't die for nothing <laughs> I was feeling confident about Slapjack's chances of
1: being Angus Young but now I'm
3: balls, so good to be yeah. honest, my big toenail is more interesting than slapjack.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> uh, well, no one's going to argue that. And <laughs> the advantage is we don't need to see your toe to know what it looks like. We can just look at your face right now, and it probably resembles the same.
3: It's a bit crustier. Oh, my god All
0: right, great. Fantastic. <laughs> well, if you drink, hopefully for the next 10 minutes, uh, I will be my Hall of Fame pick. Uh, after last week's episode, why am I not in focus? Oh, wait, man. Sorry, man. Webcam's are crap. Um, during last week's... Sorry. After last week's episode, I was uh, reminded of that amazing Twitter thread that Pachiti had about the great UK TV moments that everyone should watch. And I was reminded about Robot Wars because someone liked something I said about Robot Wars. And I ended up going in the Robot Wars wiki and reading about all the Robot Wars drama behind the scenes that I had no idea about, and now my mind has been blown by these revelations, which include, During the auditions for Series 3, a spike-wielding robot weighing 77 kilograms was being tested when it suddenly activated without warning. It ended up injuring a technician in the arm, prompting criticism from other robotiers, including Rex Garrod. Despite this, the unidentified machine was present in the pit during filming for the Third Wars, and whilst being situated on a trolley when entering the studio, it unexpectedly activated a second time and with no functioning fail safe to cease the machine's movements, it charged across the arena, eventually stabbing a crew member's leg with its spike. Oh. And sadly, this doesn't say if it was the same blokey, but God, it be horrible if it was the same guy going, are you sure it's, un- it's not going to work? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's safe now. He's at his shot and he gets attacked again. And I thought, bloody hell, people actually getting attacked by the robots? I had no idea about this. And then some more drama. The Big Cheese was a robot that was flipped by Chaos 2 in series three. But after it had been eliminated, the house robots went acker on it and did some more damage to it. And the bloke who ran it was like, ah, oh, thanks pal. I have to like fix that. You know, that costs money. So he made the wheelie Big Cheese as revenge and went, bollocks to this. All I want to do is flip Sir Kilobot because no one else has flipped him before and he's wrecked me, me stuff. So apparently I went three, two, one. He did a one eighty, ignored his opponent, went straight for Sir Killalot, and went underneath him, but couldn't flip him because the producers had apparently lied to the contestants about how much Sir Killalot actually weighed, which Aww. is twice the amount that was reported. So he couldn't do it.
1: It's the Montreal. Sc- it's the where's Robot Wars filmed?
0: Uh, I don't know actually. A big it's carriage. So- it's an slough. RAF
1: base somewhere, I think.
0: <laughs> the slow like screw slough job. Screw in job. Yeah. But all of that. Pales in comparison. The pile of poo housery that was tornado versus Razor in the oh, final Oh, I can't
1: screen. talk about this. <laughs> a lot,
0: my lot of people were saying robot, the same right? in, the, in the tweet replies to this, by the way. A Razor's... lot of people are still mad about this.
1: I'm a, I support Razor like Adam Pacitti supports Travis, right? <laughs> I can't talk about this. This ruined my childhood.
0: I remember seeing this as a kid, and oh. and I could tell I don't remember seeing it as a kid because I would have remembered it. So, tornado's a square four-wheeled thing and razor looks like a bottle opener a big knife coming through it
1: it's a better design finals. than that it's beautiful come on i'm trying to set a picture you know shut,
0: shut your eyes and you're almost there in, in slough getting screwed <laughs> and to prevent the the big knifey thing coming out of uh, razor tornado were allowed to add on a giant steel cage around itself and they even well, had the like guy it- interview with the blokey beforehand, like, hi, I'm one of the judges here, the officials. Yeah, it looks fine to me. It's now twice the size it used to be. <laughs> and But yeah, it looks fine. looks fine. Yeah. So they go at it. Razor's still able to get at it, surprisingly, despite this huge cage, but it locks onto it, tries to put it in one of the pits, which will magically uh, take out a robot because obviously you can't get out of the pits. The giant cage prevents it from going in the pit. So it's kind of just hanging there like, I guess I'll just float. <laughs> and then there goes the judge's decision. They go, nah, Tornado won that. And it's like, it, it, imagine if they were able to put like a really big towel over the goal uh, so you couldn't score on your half of the footy match. I don't know why I said big towel. I couldn't think of a big covering.
1: Wall a big of duvet. Parking the bus. Parking bus. In front of the yeah,
0: ball. parked a bus in front of it. That. It's that's, that's even better than my big towel. I parked a giant bus in front of... Uh, your goal, so the opposition couldn't score. And that's what this final was. So I got myself all riled up, tweeted some stuff, and people were like going, wow, Matthew and Jack hate each other on the podcast, but they come united on Twitter oh, <laughs> against their love of uh, Robert Wars drama. So I thought it would only fair to nominate this this week. Um, and there's plenty on the, the wiki. And I think the sign of a, a good uh, old TV show or good old nerdy thing is how good the wiki it is and how much in detail it goes about the controversy and backstage stuff. So my nominee is the Robert Wars drama Not Robot Wars itself, just all the drama.
1: I've been thinking about AI a bit. I watched a documentary the other night. I can't remember what it was called, but it scared me about the future and about how clever robots are getting. When you were talking about that robot that suddenly activated and attacked one of the technicians. Mm -hmm. Like, it was about... There's some board game that's like chess, but it's called Go, and it's like a Far Eastern thing. I think it's from, like, China and Korea and those sort of places. And... In London or in England somewhere, they build this robot or this computer that can play this game. And they challenge like the grandmaster, the greatest player ever of this board game. And they have five matches over the course of five days in South Korea. And the bloke like loses 4-1. And it's just like, he's talking the talk beforehand. He's going like, oh yeah, I'm confident that I'll beat this machine. I think it'll be 5-0 to me. And he loses the first three games and he's devastated. And he wins the fourth one. And like the comments are all like, I cried at the end of the fourth game, so emotional. I'm just like terrified at the idea of robots, and there is going to be a robot war. Don't know if it will be in our lifetimes, but at some point,
3: this is all just reminding me of Adam going to that talk. At the Second he mentioned it. Life he mentioned about, the sex robots. Uh, sex robots, yeah. He mentioned it last week. Yeah, I remember. I'd never forget the day he told me went to see that because I looked at them in a different way ever since. <laughs> did he tell you that?
1: Did he tell you that the bloke let him put his hand in
3: its mouth? I've, that's a new detail. I, he, it was the Friday before he went, because I think it was on a weekend a couple of years ago, a couple of summers ago. All I know is he went. I don't know about him putting his... Was it just a, a finger or something like that? It's a little seductive thing.
1: I think so. he said it felt talky.
3: Well, let's let that image settle in. <laughs> a talky mouth. to stick a mm. finger in. Mm. They've been on the small as well. That's why it, it was on the small a few weeks ago, this fellow with his sex robots... Like they just sat there on the couch with Holly and Phil. <laughs> oh, the boy! I'm on the show. Ah, he's just sat there with these robots, and then Holly and Phil are obviously just like taking the piss out this guy who's got his robots with him and the thousands of pounds of the cost. There's a big community out there of these people that have these these robots to take the pictures and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and what a picture that must be,
0: <laughs> uh, especially when you say. Wait, Pacini went to see the sex robot at the museum. And did he go, big fan of your work? You taught me everything I need to know about sex. Because <laughs> that was something we talked about last time on of these podcasts. I've heard we're about, about this, sex education. This, and this, Puccini, oh, no. this bizarre Pacini story about, we'll talk about sex education, a bunch of other stuff that people have said. That's fantastic, Matthew. You could just talk about cheesecake in the future. Am I like, Harry? But Pacitti said that his sex education came about, they watched a video about a robot
3: that wanted. That wanted to, you know, have sex
1: with with humans, with human beings. Humans,
3: yeah. What, well, this would have been like late nineties with him, wouldn't it? Something like that, early two yeah, very early two thousands.
1: Not that far removed from when we learned about it, I'd say. Yeah,
3: it was about 03 maybe when I was learning about it. We we just had a VHS like because you, you hear the story, okay. don't you? Of the the banana and the condom. I never had that that privilege of oh, we did a, slipping a banana on a on a, a condom on a banana. We did that. <laughs> We have a... You know what? I don't want to talk about that. But I, what happened No, no, with go, on, yours, go on, go on. I want to hear this. You start I can't remember.
0: It's because I'm there going, I don't remember the details. The, the bloke, he said, this is a condom and this is how you use it. He didn't use a banana. But I can't remember what, it, what <gasps> the thing was exactly. It might have been a rolling pin.
2: Back a rolling ago, pin? Right. He had so, a he, high of himself,
0: didn't he? He? <laughs> he would have had to have brought that in himself. Why would he have a rolling pin? At, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but my thing is, Pachini saw... This is a young kid. And I was like, all right, any questions? And then later on, he's like, ah, oh, we're a sex robot. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that, that becomes his thing because he's seen this. And now that bloke on this morning, I mean, did he go to the same school as Bacidi? It was How, actually What Adam. damage Is that VHS done? to this generation.
3: It was actually Adam.
1: Oh. I reckon it was probably the same bloke that he met, though, in all fairness.
3: Yeah. There can't be too many people who have the money To spend on a sex robot to live with them in the house and stuff and use as and when and replace the the genitalia you you can replace the genitalia just in case i hope he didn't go on his own for
0: what like an mp3
3: (laughs) player i just
0: stick a boombox in there instead. Look at
3: this bagged speaker, I've got. Um,
0: like a QVC advert. Not only can you have sex, but when you touch this, you can chop your onions afterwards.
3: <laughs> oh
1: God, risky business.
3: <laughs> I heard there was a talk of masturbation on the podcast last oh, week. Oh well. no! That's purely speculation. Once, I was thinking, you? like, this has gone. This has gone in a completely dire- different direction since no, I've talked
1: about. No, it was quite innocent in a way. How? When I when I learned what it was when I was like young and well I remember looking up the word in the dictionary because I'd read it somewhere and didn't know what it meant. I looked at masturbation in the dictionary and I was so disgusted that I had a panic attack. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I told that story on the podcast thinking this is the end of me, but then Adam and Matthew both had equally embarrassing stories so it all balanced out really.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, Yeah. we all went down with the ship together. It was fantastic.
2: Yeah,
0: Uh, and it makes you feel better. At school one time, and this would have been lower school, so ten maybe. I did go up to the librarian and say, "Have you got any books on uh, micro orgasms?" Um, Because I was learning how words work. Microorganisms is what I was.
3: Oh, yeah,
0: and I didn't realise I'd said anything wrong until the bloke behind me went, (laughs) "What? (laughs) Nothing free about science, mate."
3: Did, Did you get? Did you get a book? Are there books out there about microorganisms, orgasms?
0: Well, she didn't give me one about the one I asked for. So, yeah, she knew one. She'd obviously (laughs) heard that one before. So it's very understanding. Thank you, librarian. So, yeah, that was the Hall of Fame section. And usually we would keep on going and going. But given that the topic of sex has come up, let's move away from the sexy robots and not the Hall of Fame selections, which, to remind you, are Ross's big, bloody, stubby toe.
3: No, it's toenail. Toenail, rest in peace.
0: Oh, beg your pardon, Ross's big, disgusting, crusty toenail. Which, by the way,
3: there's a, there's a, I reckon there's a, a five, maybe a two and a half percent chance that my mom still has it at home because I was no. given. Oh God! I was given it to take home in a little bag, and I don't know where it, it might be. I can't go home and get it, can I? Because we're not allowed to up here these days. Um, but yeah, maybe one day down the future, I'll just go home and ask me mom. Ma'am, <laughs> you, got, you got me big toenail.
0: <laughs> Imagine if a police officer stopped you and goes, hello, 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 what's all this? He goes, oh, I'm just going back to get me toenail from me mum." <laughs> okay. you will know what uh, I'm
3: talking about.
0: And if you thought that sounded silly, uh, Jack is nominating Slapjack.
3: Yes.
1: Yes, I am.
0: On behalf of the Slapjack Nation. And won't we look foolish when all of the snapjack World Order vote... And win hoping week's I'm hoping, so. Week's, uh, I'm hoping selection. so. Yeah. But they're not. They're going to vote, nominate Robot Wars drama because that's I've said it. Last. i that's said it with conviction. It might last. do, but you know what? I read something. I was into it and, you know, like a cat that's just killed a small animal. I've dropped on the doorstep of holic and gone, look at this. And don't worry. I know you're asking that question. Can I vote for this? You can. You can. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash holic and place your votes. Uh, now
3: before we finish this segment I need no wait to don't vote if...
0: don't vote Ross is talking go
3: on I need to know if there's any controversy involving uh, Craig Charles because I would expect mm-hmm. the list of controversies involving him backstage at Robot Wars of <laughs> to, be, to be as long as you're on because it's Craig Charles oh. for goodness sake <coughs> he's a loose cannon is it similar to the wrestling business the it's Robot a Wars game. business I'd be probably Cortex backstage. He, he walked out the back door. <laughs> all, wonder what little name they gave it in, in Robot Wars World. Do you reckon they've got their own language? Like K and stuff? Yeah, probably. Wow. Probably. Imagine knowing that.
0: What, when the robots are <laughs> backstage?
3: <laughs> no, the people who build the robots, when they've got their own lingo, like the rest the ro- of the robots. Uh, the roboteers. The roboteers <laughs> robert- yeah, ro- ro- <laughs> are the
0: technical name. <laughs> I thought, right, like, so Killer talking to Matilda and going, uh oh, here's oh, it, it, the his up, here comes the no. little Charles. Now, little-
1: <laughs> now I'm imagining Matilda and, and Sir Killer just stood with cups of tea and catering, just like, you all right, yeah. who have you got later on? I've got I've got Wheelie Big Cheese. Ah, oh, what a knob. Uh, Hope he doesn't try and flip you again.
2: Yeah,
0: he thinks I weigh 250.
1: <laughs> 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 I've been on the juice, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're looking good because, yes, that's what Pachitti said in the direct message to me last night but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's just hazing that new robot they brought in afterwards what was it called yeah. the new
1: robot there was a few there was Refbot there was Mr Psycho or something
0: oh yeah that's it
1: and there was Growler <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 was that made by Lorraine Kelly chat <laughs> 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 Growler wait a minute no Growler <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute
1: it can't be I right, can it? It can't be called Growler. I think it was. Is it nice? Yeah, Growler. Growler was uh, the dog one. Yeah. Uh
3: huh. Has Big ever dog. been a wrestler called Growler? There must have been. <laughs> there must have been. Do you know Matthew? <laughs> no. He does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, but they'll probably be joining uh, Retribution next week. So <laughs> there's hope for all of us. Anyway, uh, yes, i talk growling Go vote uh, now.
3: This says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling.
0: Ha! And now for the week in wrestling. Hopefully Ross has been watching all the fantastic grappling that's going on. Of Ooh, course he has. Enough. Yes, WTF Moments is back and on the channel. If you haven't already watched it, you can go back. Don't worry. But until then, SmackDown. Uh, Brian is on the KO show and KO says they'd make a good tag team Brian is doubtful due to Owen's past but they get a chance to test this theory as a lot of people interrupt this leads to Owen's Brian and the Street Profits versus Ziggler, Rude, Nakamura and Cesaro and the Blue Eyes win well done for putting Blue Eyes there Jack that's good
1: I'm back on the notes no more Adam I'm back here we go
0: yeah you missed a little thing we had going here Pachiti would copy paste the WWE description of the matches where I used to
3: do that back in the day
0: yeah, but did you read it the way how they typed it? because oh, yeah. idea, hell.
3: the words they use do not fit what <laughs> happens.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's like the, the voiceovers for, like, in a, in a world where common sense doesn't exist. You know, Elias dramatically demonstrated his destruction. Anyway, Lars Sullivan squashes Shorty G, who finally retires the nickname and says he's Chad Gable again. Yes. Uh, it says, buckle up, lads, we're heading to Push City.
1: We are. It's
3: coming. <laughs> He's gonna I don't know win. if we are, but it's no. a it's a welcome change. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he just starts like proper nagging people like next week, just come on SmackDown and snap Lars Sullivan's leg. Something impactful like that, just snap it clean off and then eat it. And then laugh at Lars Sullivan in his face. Ha ha Lars, I've got your leg in my mouth, you little <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be it word for word.
3: I can't swear. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't realise until having a look back at Hell in a Cell 2019 that it's been one calendar year that Chad Gable's been doing the Shorty G thing because it was that oh. match with Baron Corbin that inspired him to go, no, no, he called me Shorty. So I'll call myself Shorty G. And he lost that match to Baron Corbin.
3: Embrace who you are. I am Fatty T. No, it's It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like um... His year has been that against Corbin, and then there was Sheamus at this year's Rumble, wasn't there on the kickoff show, and then this bit now, and that's it, isn't it? He's just gone, keeps going missing for periods of time, which is a, a crying shame because we say it all the time on this channel, don't we? Like Kurt Angle the second, two thousand mm-hmm. Kurt Angle, but in a slightly smaller baggage. Yep,
0: yeah, very weird. I'm just waiting for to come back and go, look, I may have called myself Shorty G for a year, but it's not as daft-looking as your die job there, Lars Sullivan. <laughs> Who's that calling me? You owe oh! everybody a beer, you oh. unprofessional
3: man. <laughs> Beg your pardon. Sorry about that. Oh, Facebook as well. Shut up, phone.
0: Well, people don't usually call me, so I haven't put it on silent or anything. So total silence, there we go. Mr Popularity. And... Uh... Bailey refuses to sign the Hell in the Cell contract, so Sasha puts her in a chair assistant bank statement and forces her to. Those was nice seeing wrestling contract signings that go exactly how they would in real life. <laughs> Presumably how they made Chad Gable sign this uh, extension he's on. We get a lot of Law and Otis sketches, which culminate with Ms bribing Judge JBL. JBL rules that Otis has to defend his Money in the Bank briefcase against Ms. at Hell in the Cell. This is a positive thing that will only end well. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Rollins beats Murphy and batters him with a candlestick afterwards. Then Ali Mysterio runs down to protect him. So Dominic runs in to protect her. Rollins blindsided and beats up Dominic, forcing Ray to run down for the save. Yes, they've literally yes. copy pasted everything from Raw on the SmackDown. Yes. And then Jeyuso cuts a, a promo di- on di- Roman. It di- it was, oh, it sorry. That decent- it-
1: sorry. It was just it was a decent match between Rollins and Murphy, though. It was. It was, it was, it was, it was a
0: good, good match, yeah. Then Uso cuts a promo on Roman from the Tron. He removes his face mask to reveal that it's actually Jimmy. Uh, it was
3: obvious. Come on. <laughs> the only difference between Jimmy and Jay is the eyes. Jimmy's Could eyes, like, yeah, oh, Jimmy's. That's how you. That's how I tell. Okay. Jimmy's eyes are rounder. Jay's oh. eyes. Jay's oh. eyes are a bit less round. That's right. how I tell, anyway. Nice.
0: Darn, where were you when Roman needed you? Uh, Jay is behind Roman and gets the jump on him. Reigns is furious and says that when he wins, the Usos have to accept him as tribal chief or they'll be cast out from the family. It's fantastic. It's your children, it? but your children's children's children.
3: Ooh. Great, great grandpa Jay, can we go round to great-uncle Roman's for Christmas dinner? No! <laughs> <laughs> We've been kicked out of the family back in 2020, yeah. a whole 60 years ago. Oh, you'd think they'd get over it by now, wouldn't you, great-uncle Jay? John, <laughs> Jimmy, whatever. Oh, yeah. fantastic. They'll then knock on
0: the door. Let's just see if he's forgotten. Comes out, 105 years old. Say, like,
3: no, the <laughs>
1: Starts to do yeah. that.
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> Snaps his wrist in the process. <laughs> Get out and take wow. my wrist with you. So, yeah, that
0: was SmackDown. I like the promo at the end. Uh, James will probably wish that he hadn't taken his face mask off, given that there has also been a, uh, another COVID outbreak. Uh, the same day that Road Dog quit Twitter,
3: <laughs> because
0: Hurricane Helms won an argument with him. About uh, Hurricane Helms not being very woke about disagreeing with his COVID is a lie beliefs. <laughs> <Stump up. laughs> Just saying. And then before Hana Cell, there was another pay per view. Did anyone else there see was. it? Impact I Wrestling. Bits. I did. I, I watched it all.
3: It. I watched oh. it all from start to finish. Wonderful. I thought it was quite good. Me, I really enjoyed the Battle Royal. The Battle Royal was a lot of fun. I liked the story of the tag team match, and the, the, obviously the tag team match had all sorts of thrilling action. Uh, the X Division match was great as well. And then the main event was I felt like a proper big main event. But my just as I sit here now, it's just coming back into my head. Rich Swan's mouth during that match, it just seemed to be full of bloody cum. Wait, 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 wait. Disgusting, wait, wait. liquid wait, wait, in his mouth. Wait, wait, wait. he's 30 mate. <laughs> it's just, I can't, that's the only thing I could think of when he was like I don't know if he must have got a big blow to the head at one point of the match. He's just like sort of down, he's sort of spitting this. Viscous substance even? out of his mouth, and it just looked like you know a bit, bit a, bit a, bit of cum with a bit of b u double o d in it, I'll, I'll I'll see see what you see I
1: always <laughs> see him as a bit of a uh, foamy, but like he's always got a bit of spit in his beard or something, doesn't he? When he's wrestling, he's always, he's very, he, he acts with his spit. So maybe, hopefully, it was just spit.
3: I hope. I hope it was. <laughs> as well. like, yeah. Okay. No, Eric Young, just halfway for the match. <laughs> Straight in his mouth, oh, um, but my. yeah, <laughs> get that visual out your head. Um, <sighs> production errors aside, I thought it was a pretty, a pretty cool. Brian Myers in that battle royal, like Brock Lesnar, so he was chucking mm. folk every direction. Never seen that before from him. Oh, he's a su-
0: surprisingly big guy. Like a lot of people who are big in real life go to WWE because they have freaks. Uh, they look like normal sized people. Then you go all and you go, oh, you're actually big. Huh. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of negatives, to say the least. Uh, the work experience kids that they have working the live pay-per-views um, still not pulling their weight. Josh Matthews was, was heard yelling, can someone help us with these technical issues? And didn't anyone test this beforehand on the pay-per-view? And also the French audio broadcast simply didn't happen because they tested it beforehand. As soon as they come to do the live broadcast, it wouldn't work, so it just didn't happen. Uh, also some unfortunate bits. He said it got injured in the Battle royal. Uh, luckily though, it's wrestling, so his teammate Rhino was in the match, and they ad-libbed the finish where Rhino would, and that meant he stayed kept his job. So, making the most out of a bad situation. It was a, a
3: hernia, wasn't it, in the middle of the match? A hernia. Oof. Yeah, because he, he, he
0: didn't do much. He only I think like maybe too many spinny,
3: spinny kick thing, and then he was down yeah. holding his stomach, wasn't he? So I think I've read somewhere it was a hernia, which must have what been. What is just,
1: what is a hernia?
3: It's a a thing that pokes through your. It just happens to men, doesn't it? Roman reigns its way through your abdomen just a lump of something you need to have a cut out of you don't you something like that
1: that's weird because a couple of years ago it was a very very hot summer I think it was when England did well in the World Cup and I every time I went for a wee the pressure wouldn't go away I felt like I had constant pressure on my bladder and I went and got checked and stuff and it turned out it was just because I was dehydrated because it was so hot that summer I just needed to drink loads and loads of water and it slowly went away and I went back to normal but Sam Driver convinced me that I had a hernia. He was a very casual, oh, no. like, yeah. You might you have a be able hernia. You can't move. If you had
3: a hernia, Apparently, right? Right. It's like right, it's right. excruciating. Like you you, you, you can't move, and just in agony. Which right. Heath was. Heath couldn't do any moves after that. After his two bits at the start, he tried because eh. it's wrestling. There's <laughs> that a funny unwritten rule that you cannot go down injured. You need to fight on and show your respect to the business or whatever. Mm. Nah, but, yeah,
0: um, he, he was. was th- he still took his elimination. Out The ring, which is God. very impressive, you had a hernia, it's like, yeah. poor guy, but yeah, uh, that happened also. Kylie Ray was not there despite being advertised all the way up to the bell. Um, Chom Ross Sap said, Well, I think Impact knew what was going to happen, then just keep the advertising. That's a bait and switch, and they deleted the tweet. So I went, Oh, something's up. And all I've said so far is that Ray was reported that she's okay, she just didn't show up, and that's all got so far. So, move was- on from that.
1: It was difficult for impact because um, I heard a good point that was like, they don't want to turn it into a bit of a storyline or say like, well, she's not turned up. So this has happened in case something really serious and bad has happened. And she's not, she's like in danger or like yeah. has really hurt, like become like if something like if she's in hospital or something. So they didn't want to call anything on the fly in case it emerged later on that something really bad had happened.
0: Yeah, just fair enough. The positives were, I agree, Rich One versus Eric Young was good, blood and cum and all. Uh, Harvey the North are champs again, but without a crowd, I'm so used to the Thunderdome and the AEW fans being there. It was all right. It was good, not great. It wasn't awful or anything like that. It was like ordering soup at a restaurant.
3: You know, glad nothing wrong glad- with it,
0: but I'm not going to do it very often.
1: You're glad that the North are tag champs again?
0: I like the North. I like Ethan Page, because he's, I think, the only wrestler to have actually gone up in like uh, in quality performance and what he's been doing on Twitter. Uh, I think he's one of the only wrestlers who's actually improved in 2020. Right. So. Let's just and that's machine, it. Machine guns,
1: guns on. Okay.
0: So. Oh, and that's it. Alex Shelley took a disgusting-looking pile driver because he couldn't <coughs> be in the match properly. So he did a pile driver, bless him, and revealed on Twitter afterwards that, yeah, he's seriously injured in his foot. From the pile driver? He blamed the pile driver and then said, yeah, the pile driver hurt my foot. And then said, well, the power driver was to cover the fact it was good. Like um, SummerSlam 1990, have you seen the Rockers versus uh, Hercules and Paul Romer? Shawn Michaels got in a car accident, uh, sorry, bike accident the day before, so he couldn't do anything. But like, all right, can you show up? It's like, hey, I'm here, gets here beforehand and spends the entire match outside the ring. Uh, it's kind of like that. So, yeah, positivity all around there. And then on Impact, uh, R.D. Evans, the former Chikara megastar and former W writer for Imagine This at mine one time, showed up. And then someone shot Johnny Bravo during the wedding.
2: Fantastic.
0: But that wasn't I'm ridiculous.
1: Excited. I'm excited.
0: That's I'm glad you are. Good. You know what else was exciting and unbelievable and happened? Bret Hart did a thing for Ken Shamrock on the pre-show. Uh, Mick Foley did a thing for Ken Shamrock on the pre-show. Dwayne The Rock Johnson did a thing for Ken Shamrock on The Impact, for Glory pre-show.
1: So a man's been shot, Matthew,
0: and you're just <laughs> skimming
3: no, skim that, that, That's it. fine.
0: He'll get better. Okay. But The Rock showed up on Impact.
3: Better still, The Rock must have done that endorsement for Joe Biden and then told the cameraman, would you mind just keeping that on for just a minute? I need to say, <laughs> well done to Ken Shamrock.
0: <laughs> well, on the same level, of, you know... Joe Biden, Ken Shamrock, they're always laid in the same. <laughs> but then that pay per view was quite ignored because Hell in a Cell was the day afterwards. A lot of wrestling right now. Uh, in the opener, Roman Reigns defeated Jay Uso, who quit to protect Jimmy from being choked out. The Wild Samoans made their first like proper appearance, you know, uh, that side of the barricade in about twenty five years to acknowledge Roman as the head of the family. A nice bit. I like this match because I like the Roman Reigns thing he's doing now. The WWE style of wrestling, where it's trying to be dramatic and they're yelling the plot like in every Charlotte Flair match, it was like, Aha, do you get the thing that I'm yelling at you, which is the story of the match? Aha. I find that to be very like, forced and over dramatic. It just comes across as crap. But Roman Reigns doing it with Jey Uso, I'm really liking it. So, uh, what did you think, Ross?
3: I was saying in my videos, those three lads should just stop the wrestling just they're the wasted in, in the wrestling, just go and be actors, because it was absolutely fantastic. But I, I get what you're saying about the, the, them spelling out what they were doing, but WWE booked themselves into a bit of a corner with this, well, with the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view as a concept to begin with, but this year, especially with three matches, so you've got to try and make all three of them very different, don't you, so people don't get too bored. And this was like just all the drama, not too much using the cage and whatnot, and they had to sort of go too far in one direction, but I thought I thought it was fantastic. they just... Get them in all the films, all the big action films, Dwayne. If you're watching, of course you are. Love the wrestling, don't you, Dwayne? Get them in all the the Rampage sequel. That's a a rock film, I know. (laughs) Tooth fairy (laughs) 2.
0: The movie returns again. Jack, what did you think?
1: I liked it, but a little bit less than the general response, I think. Because, as you mentioned, it was just a bit too on the nose for me, a little bit. But they, as Ross said, they're really good at it, so it was fine. Like it, it worked still; it was still a good match.
3: I tell you what, though, if I was Jay, I'd be getting rid of Jimmy. That's the second time he's got his—he stuck his beak in and then cost him a title match. I know that Jay might have been, you know, unconscious at the time when Jimmy came down, but still, stranger things have happened. Istanbul, two thousand and five—that was what I was <laughs> comparing it to. Jay Uso, when Jimmy came in, was half time, three to AC Milan. Who knows? If Jimmy didn't come down, Jay could have done a Steven Gerrard, a Vladimir Schmitzer and a Javi Alonso, couldn't
1: he? And a dirt jersey dude,
3: and a jersey dude, and the extra time and pens, wobbly legs and all.
2: Who knows? Jersey dude.
0: That's right. I know exactly what's been talked about here. Elias do, defeated Jeff do, Hardy You must know the most do. famous Champions
3: League final of all time. Come
0: on. I do well. Nothing to contribute. So I thought I'd talk about it. <laughs> Elias, who defeats Jeff Hardy via oh. DQ. And Jeff hits him with a guitar, uh, guitar, even because he's an idiot, it says well, here yeah. in my
1: note. Well, he is.
0: He is. He's a big, stupid idiot.
1: No winner's uh, purse for you, Jeff.
0: Yeah. You've lost the match. So just so I'm clear Elias has come back. And he says, I want revenge over Jeff Hardy for that hit and run thing. I was under the impression that Sheamus was the one responsible for that months ago. And that was cleared up with the piss test and all that feud where, uh, sorry if you've heard this before, but they mentioned that Jeff Hardy has had some substance issues in the past. Um, And they established that. So is Elias supposed to be being a dick and pretending that the Sheamus didn't happen? Or are we all supposed to pretend that that didn't happen?
3: I don't think it was ever confirmed it was Seamus. I think it was confirmed that the guy had a red beard and red hair, which sort of narrows the options down, I know. I, I speculated that it could have been mid-noughties pop sensation Newton Faulkner. Someone in the chat from our <laughs> WTF video suggested it could have been Mick Hucknell. Um But the options are pretty narrow. But Elias thinking it's still Jeff is stupid.
0: <laughs> no, wait, I remember because we brought this up months ago. We did say it could have been Seamus or the other likely suspect would be Fake Eric Rowan. Fake Eric mm. Rowan. I hope he comes back to say Just one appearance, That's all I'm asking. Uh, what did you think of this uh, Elias mega push because he's got this album, which is currently number one, according to them? Uh, Jack?
1: Um, it's not got off to a great start, Matthew. If he's losing matches by, if he's winning by DQ, I don't know. The only thing that's changed for me with Elias is he's got more pyro. And that's it. I like him. It's not his fault, but I don't think the bookings there.
0: That's a good point. And Ross, what do you think, which ACDC song should Elias cover?
1: Wait a minute. I get the boring quote. Sorry. I get, what do you think of the booking? And Ross gets the fun question.
3: Yes. Okay. I would like to hear a bit of Hell's Bells from Elias. A bit of Hell's Bells here and there, you know? Oh,
2: don't I know why. Ringing.
3: Don't know why, but you know, this feud is stupid and should stop. That's what we should say though. <laughs> it's stupid from Eliza's perspective. It was stupid from Jeff's on Sunday. Um it was stupid from Jeff's perspective the week before where he pretended to play guitar <laughs> and then oh, turned yeah. around. Oh. <laughs> that was silly. It's just yeah. I don't know why we need to, I thought they would just sort of forget about that ever happening, all that stuff over the summer, because at times it was painful. But no, we're still here and At least Elias is number one at the Soundtracks board. Soundtracks board? Soundtracks charts on iTunes or something like that. Oh, it's in the Soundtracks then, not proper albums. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Elias hasn't got the number one album in the world.
3: No, it's on the Soundtracks chart.
0: I mean, I think it'll be that, like streaming or something very specific, on sports albums.
3: Name a television show or a film that begins with H that's out at the minute because he's beaten that. I can't remember what it was, um, but it's either a TV show or a film that's got H in the title. The H or something? I don't know. Comments are going wild right now. They know what they're talking about. I I'm
0: trying to think then. Anything that happening?
3: Uh, the Hunger Games. That's it, Raul. yes, The Hunger <laughs> Games. That okay. brand new hip-hop and happening film.
0: I would heard <laughs> there'd been a, a sports uh, music section, so it's him and Vinnie Jones vying for number one. <laughs> and then... If that wasn't silly enough, Otis loses his Money in the Bank contract to The Miz after Tucker turns heel and costs him the match.
1: In fairness to Ross, he called this, what, a year ago?
3: Eight months, Jack, I think it was. Eight months. Back in February, we saw, uh, well, it was Sonia, wasn't it? It got revealed to have sent the text to Mandy, and that's why Mandy was, no, that's why Otis was late for the date with Mandy, and that's when Ziggler swooped in. I put out a tweet that was just like, which cockwomble was the word I used? Which cockwomble would meddle in Otis and Mandy's business? It wasn't directed at anybody. And then took air. The insecure and probably slightly guilty man, he replied, Ross, you better watch your mouth or something like that. You're getting into dangerous territory. So ever since then, I've never looked at it quite the same way and maybe I could have stopped this happening on Sunday. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this! Much. watch out. Ross runs in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stop, i got to no! three eight months ago. <laughs>
3: Um but I it uh, yeah it was a bit of a stereotypical promo from Tucker, wasn't it, afterwards saying oh I was I did all the work and he took all the glory in this, that, and the other. I guess it fits in this scenario. Um but it is a shame that Otis never quite got to, to realise the boyhood dream. Uh but I guess the Miz is a better fit when we're just looking at things from a purely performance standpoint, maybe. <laughs> as much as that pains me to say, by the way. Yeah It would have it would have helped Otis if they actually put focus on the guy. You uh, would, if you were watching WWE between sort of Money in the Bank and now, you wouldn't be forgiven for forgetting that Otis was Mister Money in the Bank because he was never on there.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, amazing how he was one of the most popular things on SmackDown, thanks to the Mandy storyline and the, the fact that he beat up Ziegler and we could all really get behind that. And then, yeah, they—they, they, I remember when people said the speculation that happens whenever anybody does anything in WWE—that oh people backstage reports that people are massively upset or whatever. About Otis winning the Money in the Bank, I think it was something on the lines of uh, he got it put on him as a joke, or Vince McMahon decided on the day that Otis is going to win. And I think Jack and Ross and Pacitti have all been saying like, "Oh, it's a joke. It's it, they're going to give it to someone else or something." And I was one of these people going, "Don't be silly. Otis has been so popular late, early on this year. Why would they take? Why would they flush away all that hard work by taking his valet from him, and then his tag team guy from him, and then his Money in the Bank contract from him?" And have the guy that just interfered on his behalf to lose the money in the bank contract then go out with a bit of paper in his hand that may oh. or may not have been the script and then throw it on the floor as he's doing the interview.
3: Yeah, yeah, I missed that bit.
0: Yeah, I did too until someone told me, but I said, it can't be a script, can it? So I said, well, why else we have a bit of paper in his hands at that exact moment? I'm like, blowing
1: his nose. No, I know what it
0: was. It was the Aew confidential Payouts. <laughs> I kind of believe. It was a wrestler, 10 grand. That could have been me. And then he turned on. The- oh, was- so yeah, thanks for coming notice. Uh, Sasha Banks forces Bailey to submit to become the SmackDown Women's champion, and even though Bailey had a bit of uh, IKEA construction issues of the Singapore cane at one point, I thought this was a very good match and one of the two reasons to probably sit down and watch his pay-per-view. What did you think, Jack? Funny question?
1: Um, I don't really I I thought it was the best match of the night probably wasn't it well,
2: but I don't miss. What,
1: what, what I was stumbling over there was what was she going to do with that contraption that she made the two kendo sticks in slam
3: the... Sasha through I reckon uh,
1: but I thought, <clears> I thought <throat> the,
3: way, the way that she gave up sort of fit the heelishness of her like oh yeah. she tried this meddling thing yeah. and she gave up Credit to her for like, I guess that was the planned spot to actually go through with it. Credit to her for not doing it. Yeah. Would have been been naff if she did so.
1: Definitely. But no, no, I really enjoyed the match though. I thought it was the best match of the night. And Sasha takes some bumps, doesn't she? Like all the time.
3: She absolutely does, Ross. Yeah. Thoughts, question mark. Match of the night. Just yeah, let those two wrestle forever more. I don't know what else to say. Whoa, blues and twos there. Whoa. That looks so cool, going past the blue over your. face. Oh, lovely. It
1: was a, uh, it was an, it was an
0: ambulance. Oh, Black Betty, <laughs> ambulance. ambulance. And Twix, I know where you live now. And I didn't realise this until now. Did no. you know this, Ross? <laughs> that Jack is five minutes walk away
3: from Cultaholic HQ. I was. I have been past the the, the flat oh. once upon a time, going to the the Hancock pub. No,
0: no. Yeah, remember
1: when we used to be able to go to
0: the pub? Yeah. No. Uh, no, I mean, we still can. And, you know, sit and drink with strangers. That's something that is right. definitely celebrated around here. How you doing, mate? Don't talk to me. All right, mate. <laughs> hey, did you see Hell in the Cell, mate? What do you think of Bobby Lashley <laughs> somehow beating Slapjack to retain the US title? Right. Mate, mate. What... Mate, I'm talking to you. Anyway, go on, Joe. This,
1: this, this kick started my love for Slapjack because oh, he no. just gets thrown in for no reason. And and you know what? It wasn't a squash. I mean, it nearly was, but it wasn't a squash. He held his own. And if Slapjack had won the US title, oh, that would have been absolutely fantastic. Why did you not like it,
0: Matthew? I mean, that wasn't a squash. Okay, maybe you're right. Three members of Retribution trying to get in the ring to attack Lashley, and Lashley making his own save on three Retribution members and them going, damn it, we'll get you later it. on. It's so rather hurt this that, yeah. that was Zero close. and three. Zero and three on televised matches. The moment Ross, I did it for joining this digging.
3: Yeah, wait, The moment I did it for. Do you remember the days when retribution before we knew they were called retribution would rock up and everyone ran away? Even Michael Cole scampering away yeah. up the ramp. Now we've got a scenario where they were stood there, haven't just run away from Lashley inside the ring. They was just stood at ringside facing off against the hurt business and referee. As we all know, the the referees in WWE they're made from paper, aren't they? They're soft as out. You just walk past them. Gave him the belt and then just walked right in front of them, almost mocking them, as he walked by. That's how far retribution have fallen. But I, it's 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 a bit, a bit painful to watch, isn't it? Because <laughs> you think of these lads and lasses that work so hard to get the WWE, the promised land, the money, the fame, the glory, and then they're given this the, a crap gimmick to begin with. They sign a raw which makes no sense, and then when they're in the ring doing the wrestling, they're booked which makes them look not very good at doing the wrestling. And then the runaway.
1: <laughs> you you won't know about uh, Adam and Matthew's bet, but Adam and Matthew have got a bet on. What is the bet? Which was when did it start, Matthew? A few weeks ago.
0: Uh three weeks ago, I want to say.
1: Okay. And what is it? What is what's the specifics of it again?
0: I think Bichichi said he was defending Retribution, and yeah, he, he said did, yeah. one of them would win a belt.
1: It was Mustafa Ali. I think,
0: specifically. I think I said any of them, but he said Mustafa Ali, and I think, well, yeah, I think if anyone's going to win a belt, it's going to be him. Okay. I th- I don't see titles in Slapjack's uh, future. Slapjack, and when have they got to... I
3: can see Slapjack with the 24-7 title, but I think that's...
0: Oh, that, no, th- thank you. Uh, objection. I said anything but the 24-7 title. Oh, that doesn't dear. count. You're
3: a clever now, man. Now, when, when is this... When have they
1: got to win it by Survivor Series? I think
0: the 2023.
3: Yeah, I think Survivor Series is what I said, yeah.
1: I think you've got so every week we've been doing like Mustafa Ali watch to see how he's been doing. I well, he didn't Matthew's, do very
3: well this week, did he? He ran away twice. I think I was going to say Matthew's, yeah that well, this is how in the cell we're talking about now. Just wait
0: till we get the Monday Night Raw. I think. <laughs> oh, I, think you,
1: I think your ten is safe or however much it was.
0: Uh, Adam should pay up now. Well, Pacini mm-hmm. doesn't got a good memory, so I think I'll fleece an extra five off him. <laughs> Sorry, no one watches the podcast. And then Randy Orton defeated Drew McIntyre after a bump from the side of the cell through the announce table. Randall is WWE champion once again, and there was much rejoicing, it says here. I think that's a lie. Um, after two Hell in a Cell matches, I was a bit spent, not just because of uh, the Hell in a Cell match itself, main event, but because of this feud, I don't care about right now. And I especially wasn't really into this much of the action. It was didn't tell much of a story outside of, uh, okay, Drew McIntyre has cleanly defeated Randy Orton twice now, so now it's time for Randy Orton to beat Drew clean. I don't think that's much of a story. I didn't think much of it. They worked hard, I guess, but I didn't care. Jack, were you a bit more passionate than me or?
1: Um, I, I largely agree. Like it was, it was after a lot of, like being the third hand and some match did it no favours. But I thought that the two guys did really well for what for what they had to do. Um, I don't like the idea that Drew's, you know, I don't like the booking. I don't like that Drew's beating him twice now and then has suddenly lost. Especially because he never got to be champion in front of fans, but we, we never knew when that was going to be anyway. But, um, well, I'll talk about it more, but on Raw, I've got no idea what's going on now with this main event title scene on Raw. I don't know. What did you think? Oh, well, you've already said what you think. Sorry, you've already You meant already Ross. that question. We knew you, meant, you Ross. meant Ross. Sorry.
3: <clears throat> but wait, I'm happy that Randy's champion, given the year Randy's had. I'm sad that Drew's no longer champion, given the year that Drew's had. So I'm conflicted. Uh, this was a match too far for me, though. In this feud, if they were going to put the title on Randy, I thought that should have been a match or two ago. Well, the last this is the third big main event match they've had, isn't it? Um, mm. So it should have it should have been the match before, if anything. Because I thought one this is just you know the third big match they've had, Randy's third chance at the title. It wasn't as impactful as it would have been back then. So from that respect, it was a bit of a drawback. But I, I, I don't think you can argue, argue with Randy being champion. After the year he's had, he's the most interesting he's been since two thousand and nine by a country mile, um, and I think they've done it because they're gonna hopefully get fans back in and then maybe give Drew the pop he should have had at WrestleMania. That's my thinking of it. The, the get Drew chasing when fans get back in because we've seen that thing with Florida with the uh, was it the Super Bowl? Were the fans being allowed back in or whatever it, was it is?
1: The the Oh... God, I can't quite remember, but they're opening soon, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's Governor stuff Governor so. Ron has had some words to say.
3: Ron Swanson getting the fans back.
0: <laughs> Big Ron.
3: Yeah, I, I thought
0: they'd spent all this year getting Drew over as the guy who defeats everybody from um, Lesnar to Ziggler to Lashley to everybody else, and then he beats Randy, and it's like fantastic. The Building Drew up is this, this dude, this new up and comer. And I'm surprised if he was going to lose to Randy because Randy's having a good year and all that. In the mic, that they wouldn't at least have some interference or to protect him. It was just now Randy beat him. it wasn't like the fiend showed up and went booger booger booger. It was just I beat him.
3: It was experience. Very weird. You. Experience mm. played its part. That was the big theme of the kickoff show. Jeff Jarrett speaking about experience. I hate XP.
0: Monday Night Raw the day afterwards. Miz and Morrison mock Drew for losing the WWE title. Uh, Morrison looks weird with shaved face. I hope he mm. grows a beard as soon as possible. Yes, he should. Uh, Drew attacks and they run away. Later, Drew has a match with The Miz, which he wins. Everybody online pointed out that exactly 10 years ago, Miz was money in the bank, holder, whatever. And Raw, uh, sorry, Randy Orton was the WWE
3: champion. Mm-hmm. November the 22nd, he cashed in. And I believe the Survivor Series this year is on the 22nd.
1: (laughs) Oh, He's never going to win.
3: History repeats
1: itself. I feel like they'll do like a mirror of what happened 10 years ago, but this time Randy will
0: beat him. You'll hit him with the RKO and go, You're the best
1: around.
0: Uh, We have three qualifying matches for the Raw Survivor Series team. That time of the year, wherever remembers, oh yeah, I don't like that brand. Uh, Especially because we associate with this brand for three weeks.
1: Aye, that's exactly what I was going to say. Some of them have only been on there for a week.
0: Yeah. So Raw, AJ Styles defeats Jeff Hardy. Just saying. Keith Lee defeats Elias with instruction from Jeff Hardy. Because whenever Elias is not on screen, everyone should be going, Where's Elias? I think, that was, I I think Elias? that was
3: That was buggered up because later in the night Tom Phillips was uh he was recapping and he spoke about how Elias cost Jeff Hardy that match. But Elias hit Jeff with a guitar after AJ had won with a phenomenal forearm. So I yeah. reckon that got buggered up. I reckon Tom would have been reading from the script, probably, I guess, for those links that oh. he does. So I reckon that a bit of a malfunction at the junction right there, you know.
0: Mm. Oh, that's right, So forget it was one of those tweets that gets put around, like, oh, have you heard? The Monday Night Raw script is being rewritten hours before the show goes it's on thrilling. the air.
1: No, it's thrilling when that happens. I know it happens every week, but it's thrilling. I get excited when that happens. I think we're going to get a bad one. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one.
0: Yeah. And say this as if, like... I thought it was just normal to be doing your essay. That's to be in Friday at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. You're printing it out at 4.59 p.m. and running like Bolt to get it handed in. Hurt <laughs> um, Her Business. <laughs> here we go. Here's the main event of the podcast. Wait, you missed Her the business? Qualifier.
1: I think you missed Shamus. Oh, yeah, Sheamus beat, right? uh, yeah, yeah. beat Matt Riddle. Sheamus beat
0: Matt Riddle. It was a pretty good contest, as we yeah. said. I'm surprised Matt Riddle's losing, but I don't care at the minute because he's got a lawsuit going on. Um, Hurt Business faced Retribution in elimination tag match. <laughs> someone hasn't written the best bit of this I'm, maybe it's the guy who has slapjack in his hall of fame what,
1: have I, what have I done <laughs> an elimination
0: tag match so ooh there's oh, a chance the, there's oh, a chance to me, make it 3-1 oh. lads 3-1 Maya for whatever reason who's not in the match Maya gets on the apron she gets in the, mat, the ring and she pretends to have a fit or maybe she's been struck by lightning I don't know
1: it's invisible ants she's like scratching. invisible ants
0: that's right she's a crazy person now and MVP is so distracted by this bizarre sight that he is rolled up and then Mayim is ejected.
1: Rolled up by? A slapjack. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Getting that elimination.
0: All <laughs> right. Well, fantastic. I'll be playing in his uh, Creed music video. Um, Christ. So, yeah. And it's like, well, Okay. They're using smart techniques to finally get the advantage. They can't beat the host business the physical way. They'll beat them the mental way. ha, ah, great. Finally, Retribution looking good. Retribution up top. Retribution forever. <laughs> then it comes out of Mustafa and he just gets dq right into the chair. <laughs> Zero and four for Retribution. We lose every week.
2: We lose every week.
0: Retribution, we lose every week. They'll get them I can't, I can't go on say something, Jack, right.
1: Maybe they'll get the I'm win. T- it. Oh, no, because Survivor Series is Team Raw SmackDown, isn't it? I've been assuming for age, for ages that it's going to be Retribution versus The Hurt Business, but it's not. It's not
3: even going to be that. Yeah, I've seen look. enough of Retribution versus The Hurt <laughs> Business now. I've seen more than enough. Oh, but it's been about it. that Mia Yim that M- that M- that M- thing. Do you ever read that thing? in? I think it was probably in the Metro or something like that. There was an article about a guy who had taken some meow-meow, I think it's called in America, MCAT, it's called over here. And he was tripping bowels, he was, Matthew. And uh, he started thinking there was ants everywhere, so he started scratching. He started scratching so hard that he eventually ended up ripping his ball sack off. Oh, Oh, for... Uh. Ross, you were supposed to be the pure one compared
0: to Pachitti's filth. No, yeah. I take I take this down lower. I can go as low as you want,
2: Matthew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Davis Spicciati two two two. But so that's far what it, what from you... you, we've had bloody cum in the mouth. <laughs> we've had your your toe stump. What's left of that? Um, look, you've got Jeremy Beadle's hand for a foot. Apparently, and now you're talking what? about this and the, no. the testicles,
3: Ross. I am, sh- no. I am shocked. I'm appalled. You, I've, I've got a, I've been watching uh, a, a podcast with Tom Segura, who he hates wrestling fans, by the way. But I'm still at a fan. Yeah, it's Tom, annoying, that isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. To, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer have this podcast called Two Bears One Cave, and I've been watching it, and they, they don't care about you know like PC and all that. And I think my, my, my perspective might have been a bit blinkered in this wholesome. World that we live in today, because they just say anything and they don't care about the the, the repercussions that come thereafter. But me and him—that's what she was doing, though. She was doing the the fake scratching, like she was tripping balls after taking something. That's what yeah. it reminded me of anyway. Mm. But we need—I I think we need to give raw some credit here, because I've been watching <laughs> from afar this over these last few weeks, thinking her business are heels, retribution are heels. Why are they fighting each other? But then that promo on Raw this week from the Herb Business made it all make sense and I think that they deserve a pat on the back because a lot of times, nothing they do makes sense, but this makes sense. Raw? Sorry, I'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Herb Business on Raw? They're a business. Raw, because they're on it, is their asset. Retribution, a liability to their asset. That's why they want to fight them in, re- in return for some championship shots in the future from the company. Yeah. I think that's a, a well thought out story. And Adam Pierce was paying yeah. them. Yeah. Adam Pierce, yeah. who got booze piped in on him for some reason. Poor bastard. It's still I like they become a character because of the lack of people they can bring in. So now
0: Adam Pierce and Pat Buck get name graphics. And you're like, who? What? Adam, Adam Pierce P- is good,
3: though. He's been good when he's been on.
1: He's good like how rich teas are good.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: What? I like rich teas.
3: That, that was an oob, so I you... was thinking about dipping a rich tea or a big mug and like getting it a oh, bit. Wow.
0: Yeah.
3: I like that though. Never never gonna let you down, but never gonna blow your head off.
1: Yeah.
2: Never Love gonna amaze song. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why is he getting booed when he's a very fair authority figure, in my opinion? Because
0: yeah. all authority yeah. figures are heels, establish oh, this. Yeah. I love saying heels now. I'm the diddlers. Uh, so, yes, 0-4. Uh, and if that wasn't funny enough, God, I I mean, it, Raw was crap. But this period of WWE is always crap every year because they book themselves into a corner with a stupid the Cell and a stupid Survivor Series and the stupid gimmicks and everything stupid. But at least this episode made me laugh so goddamn hard. Retribution are now signed to Raw. So no longer coming through the crowd. So they can't do that additional shaky, that, that. oh my God, Retribution, Retribution. Ret-. So, now, the camera, when they come through the entrances, everybody else is like, hey, they're coming through. Hello, stop, pause, going through. Retribution, um, it's retribution! It's retribution! Like, they're on a boat, and yeah. it's, you know, they're going through a tsunami, and then it's, you know, cut, 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 cut. cut. Awesome. Oh, I laughed. I had to go back and look at it several times because I was laughing that hard when they showed this clip of their entrance. I love it everything about Revolution. It? I'm it's the best comedy on TV right now. I vote it for Slapjack. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Raw Oh, the, the the seriousness continues. The Raw Women Survivor Series team is announced as Naya, Shayna, Mandy, Dana, and the winner of the next match. Lana somehow defeats Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Nikki Cross. Woohoo, a victory for Lana. All good, right? Naya puts it through an L's table anyway
1: nikki has got new music. Oh,
0: it's terrible, isn't
3: it? Uh, that should be Lacey
0: fit. Evans' music.
1: I like Lacey Evans' music.
0: I think she's changed it so people can stop comparing Retribution to Sanity. She's going, I don't know who they are.
1: But her music now is like, oh, I'm a sexy Southern girl. I'm, I get what Ross means now. There we go. It's Southern
3: and twangy, isn't it? Like, yeah. Just imagine Lacey Evans walking down with a basket of fruit or something down the street. One of those montages. I've got no idea what that meant. Um, <laughs> walking down with a basket. just walking down the street with a basket of fruit I've we've, got no idea
1: we've been to this we've been to Dallas people were doing that all over the
3: place I, with a with their straw hat on and stuff <laughs> 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 with a horse and carriage going down the road instead of a car
1: mighty fine <laughs> saying things like that Um, but she does the same mannerisms it's like when you've you're on like WWE 2K whatever and you, you go into the entrance customization and you change the music but not the Animation because she's still like ripping at her hair and like stamping her feet, while sassy rock and roll starts playing. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, but Lana's right. in the team. Get in. Yay! I don't Lana like is we, the
3: best. Don't like how Lana trusted Nia Jax for a hug after what <laughs> we've seen over the past few weeks. Silly woman. What was you thinking?
0: I know, like Sting trusting Ric Flair. That was
3: Lana and Sting. There's a fair comparison.
0: <laughs> yeah. Randy Orton is a guest on A Moment of Bliss and actually if you go back to the highlight of Raw for me they're doing uh, Firefly Funhouse, silly, silly Bollocks and then Alexa Bliss, she's evil, it's going out and then later on in Moment of Bliss we'll have Randy Orton and it cuts to Bray who looks like this but behind him is that painting he did of Randy Orton burning his ruddy house down and I was happier seeing that level of continuity, because this is 2017, this happened, than it was at the idea of the match they're going to have later on. Because it was like, you know, that Leonardo DiCaprio meme that's going around Facebook, like, oh, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Leo, he remembers that? Okay. I thought he was a different character. Ah, this not matter. And then let's go out for the moment of bliss. The Fiend blocks Randy's escape on the stage. He goes back to ringside and brawls with Drew to end the show. Does this mean Fiend and Drew are in cahoots? Tune in next week to find out, it says here. Well,
3: what do you think, Ross? You, the man of all the scoops? Am I? Um, uh, I don't think they're in cahoots. I just think Drew was there to get his title back, which he should do. He should be getting lots and lots of shots now, Drew, since Randy got lots and lots of shots at him. I just hope that The Fiend is not in the title picture again. Because we all know that if he does, if he gets involved in the title picture and if he does win the title, he then has to lose down the line. And I'm terrified that something like Goldberg might happen again. So I don't know why we don't just make for a, for a, for a year or two. Why not a year or two or three? Let's just make The Fiend a special attraction. Have him rock up to Raw once a month, something like that. Keep him feeling special. Rather than just putting him in the title picture for the... I think it's the, the fourth time he's been in the title picture now. Even though he just debuted this character like a year and a half ago. A year and a bit ago, actually. Um, just doesn't need to be in the title picture for me.
1: Yeah, i agree.
3: Yeah.
0: I agree, it should be one of these novelty things. Not novelty, but like a guy uh, where the less the fiend does, the better. Having him as a regular bloke, he makes multiple appearances in these three-hour roars. Every time you see him, I just think less of him. So. But honestly, <laughs> he's just a Kane type where you look
3: forward to seeing him do stuff rather than going, oh, God, it's Kane again. Holograms it's just come back in me head there remember Wrestlemania that year Randy yes. and Bray were the holograms on the no projectors sorry not hologram I used the wrong word projectors on the ring
0: if a hologram was for the Hell in a Cell match with yeah. Ambrose Ambrose
3: yeah
2: you have an airbnb
1: your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at
2: airbnb.com slash host
0: yeah yes i was there for the that wrestlemania and uh we just started laughing
3: because
0: wrestling we're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) bugs (laughs) so that was good but almost as good as aw dynamite uh, Hangman Page defeated Wardlow to progress the tournament final. It's so not often he gets pinned, but Hangman Page looked good here. And then later on in the main event, Kenny Omega defeated Penta because Fenix was out despite winning last week's match because he landed on his bloody heed. But Phoenix was able to continue the match and have an awesome match despite being completely out of it, which I think is a testament to how good he is and how well-deserving he was for the Diddler Wrestler of the, War- Wrestler of the Year award we gave him that one time. Mm-hmm. So we got Omega versus Penta instead. Oh, no, that match must suck. And it was amazing. It was very good. I love Penta so much. And then that means we'll get Hangman versus Omega at full gear. Everything falling into place.
1: I'm excited for that match. I'm not optimistic that Hangman's going to do it, but I'm looking forward to it.
0: At times. Ross?
3: Uh, during that main event, we got the highlight of the night, which was Jim Ross calling Penta Tenter, which had the visual in my mind <laughs> <he>? of, yeah, <sighs> of John Tenta... El Zero Miedo flashing through my mind. Earthquake himself doing the old business. Yeah, um, yeah I, th- I thought that uh, Penta and uh, Wardlow were the two, the two stand-up performances for me this week. I thought Wardlow did really well in that opening match. Um, but yeah, can't wait to see that one at, uh, at full gear.
0: It'd be good if he goes, you know, Zero Miedo and he does the stomp, 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 <laughs> stomp run, 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 bounce, bounce, butt to the arm. I could work that. Anyways, Eddie Kingston defeats Matt Seidel and forced him to say, I quit, or pretending he's Moxley. Or oh, Matthew, it says here. That's good, Jack, because that's it. Me and Eddie have that little feud. Like how um, Pacini and Mojo Rawley have that little feud. No, they're friends. They're lovers. That's what he said. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, said, someone he really hates. I couldn't tell which. Oh, that's lovely editorialism, Jack. Thank you very much.
1: Well, I've I've seen Eddie Kingston call you out in the Riverside.
0: Yeah, he has. It was great, innit? it? Yeah, it is he did good. it when there was a camera on him as well, so yeah. Yeah, got you over, brother. Yeah, thank, thank God for COVID. And uh, yeah, Eddie Kingston just getting built up for the match with uh, Moxley. And I think it's a good question to ask you, Ross, because you're less familiar with Kingston, it's fair to say, than me or Jack, who love him. Uh, what do you think of him so far?
3: He needs to do more wrestling on Dynamite for me. Mm. it's not been established that he's good at the wrestling just yet, it's just, I know he's, I think it's like four, is it four wins he's had with three of them on dark or something like that, it just needs to wrestle every single week between now and, well how many weeks have we got between now and full gear? One. I'm, oh bollocks um, <laughs> <laughs> when he, uh, yeah, I know he's got like this sort of spinny back fist thingy and he's proficient with submissions and whatnot. but it, I don't know if, I don't know if that might be, you could work in it with storyline that like he's keeping his cards close to his chest or something like that but I just think you need to see him wrestle more uh, to make him more of a legitimate threat. Because it, you know, the, the the stuff with the the microphone in hand, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah. It just is unbelievable. But it's the, the the more the more wrestling from him, the better, and the more action next week, the better. I caught myself sounding like Boris Johnson there. More action, Just
0: Just as you didn't. Don't worry. <laughs> That's all right then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the young bucks a sit down interview also with FTR, say if they don't beat FTR at full gear, they'll never challenge for the tag titles again. Uh, they kind of say, yeah, we have been a bit misdirected and super a bunch of people, but we're focused now. And I can't tell if this is either building up to a genuine proper diddler turn at full gear on behalf of Young Bucks, or they did manage to miss the open goal that was Young Bucks versus FTR. And I've only now realising two weeks before the pay-per-view, wait. We can't do bad guys versus bad guys, can we? That'd be a bit crap. Oh, well, Young Bucks would be good guys then. Yeah. Uh, What say you, Jack? Super smart.
1: This this has changed everything for me. I was convinced that FTR were going to win and then the Bucks would win a rematch. Now, I think the Bucks are going to win, but I don't know if I'm happy about it because... Yeah, it's all gone a bit... I saw some tweet, I can't remember who it was, saying, like, in an attempt to tell the greatest tag team wrestling story of all time, the Bucks and FTR are accidentally telling five separate stories at once. And there's just so so much going on. Like, are the Bucks heel or face? Like, there's just way too much. Is Matt alright because he's a bit injured? There's so many things going into this, and it just doesn't seem quite consistent enough. I hope the match is good. I'm sure it will be good. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I, I agree with everything you said there, Ross. Do you think the Bucks will win?
3: Ooh. I don't know at this point. I'm <laughs> I am like, think, I think it's made it so um, predictable. Yeah. Just just because you can't yeah. have t- two people doing the same thing, can you? Well, two, you know, the Young Bucks and Cody doing the same thing, surely. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I, I so was it. all right with that. I think they've actually made it worse with the stipulation. About, oh, well, if we don't win, we'll never get a title shot. You're like, what? Oh. Now it's less, uh, there's less drama associated with it. Now it's like, oh, they probably are going to win then. But imagine if they don't now. But that doesn't seem like a realistic
3: thing to say. The Young Bucks never going to get this in a a company that they own. Yeah. Yeah. Then (laughs) then, like down the line, we're going to have to have Cody get out of his stipulation. Right. And then the Young Bucks get out of their stipulation. Because that's how wrestling works, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> I don't know if Cody ever will come out of his stipend. Oh, he will
3: one day. Okay. Come, one day on. He will. come on. Come on. Come
1: on. Oh, my God. He hasn't forgotten about me, lads. He liked one of my tweets last night. Get Who? in. Cody Rhodes. Oh. We're still friends, apparently. Oh, that's nice. I don't know, <laughs> though. It's been the first interaction in a long while.
3: <laughs> At least he hasn't got you muted. Yeah, I thought he did. Oh, every
1: cloud. I thought he did. Never mind.
3: We get a town
0: hall meeting over MJF potentially joining the inner circle. Oh, this was long. Yeah, it was. Uh, Eric Bischoff makes a surprise appearance to question whether MJF and Jericho will just turn on each other in the end. MJF is angry and asks what more he can do to prove himself. Jericho says, why? Beating me. At, oh, I don't know, full gear. And then MJF wins. He's in, regardless of the inner circle, want him. him? Uh, this was almost a shot-for-shot shot remake, like that time they remade Psycho in 98 with Vince Vaughn, um, of the stuff they did with Orange Cassidy only a few months ago. And they yeah. even had an Eric Bischoff cameo like they did with the, is it kind of a political thing? Is it kind of a campaign thing? I don't care. I'm not in America. Um, so this didn't do much for me, but I'm looking forward to the match. What say you, Ross.
3: Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I didn't do much. I'm gonna say sorry to Tony Khan now. I don't know if the fiber oh, no. is being cancelled or whatever, but this this segment didn't do much for me after the heights of last week. Um, what was I gonna say? It was the moment where MJF was just like, uh, was it Eric B? Why well, was not Eric Bischoff? What was the response sur- there? It was a
1: surprise because you couldn't see him until he came along. So oh, I thought he like, Eric-
3: said the name after he appeared. Anyway, no, um, I think
1: I think it was as he was walking to the ring or to the mic bit.
0: No, Ross, he's uh, Eric Bischoff because he's so sweet. I what I said, yeah.
3: <laughs> Bischoff spreads unbelievably. Mm, um, anyway, spread that Bischoff. It's when uh, Eric was like, What will you break the inner circle? And MJF was like, Friendship. Now, I thought that was a crap answer, but then I've been thinking about it since, and I reckon that might be a bit, a bit of foreshadowing. Because oh. when Jericho was involved in wrestling last time, and friendship was the, the buzzword, what happened there? Eh, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew? What oh. happened there? Because that's what I think is going to happen, that ultimately MJF is going to get himself into the inner circle and then get Jericho off. Get Jericho off. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'll help him keep, keep his uh, <laughs> spot. Well, for the dads. <laughs> well,
1: as Reddit thread where everyone was saying the same as you and saying, like, because at the end MJF says, I'll do anything and it's all sinister. Like, what's he what going to do? Is he going to, like, kick Jericho out and take all his pals? And then the top reply was just, Maybe he'll suck his dick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was actually me. That. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, but I, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Maybe it was one one like comedic segment too far for this one as well.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Last week, it's like, look, I can, I, I'm fine with singing and dancing, but a very ordinary segment with campaigning, I draw the line. Up. <laughs> And then Cody retains the TNT title in the rematch against Orange Cassidy, this time in a lumberjack match. Of course, lumberjack matches are to keep the two wrestlers in and to keep the wrestlers out. So obviously it was interference from Dark Order and also the best friends are attacked by Mira. Oh, wait, that's at that next segment. Um, the What's his name? Long John Silver interferes, helping Orange Cassidy lose the match. So that sets up that thrilling match on the kickoff show. Woo-hoo. Oh, and
1: Anderson popped him
0: as well from the outside. He did. And at least this one was saying about like Orton versus McIntyre. If Orton had beaten McIntyre after someone interfered in Costru title, so he, l- he looks at least a bit good in defeat, it's fine. You uh, can get that. This I'm all right with because at least it sets up another match and it's not another clean loss. Mm. Like last time. Well, it was a draw, wasn't it? Well, whatever. You know what I mean. Um, I'm all right with. But what did you think noted OC fan Jack King?
1: <laughs> um, I thought it wasn't as good as last week's. Yeah. It was a little bit all over the place. There was lots of people involved, like the best friends were getting involved and Dark Order and stuff. But I kind of enjoyed how chaotic it was. Like, you know, the end, right after Cody's won and everyone just storms the ring and starts brawling. I thought it was fun. Um, It wasn't like the best match on the show or anything, but it was, I I had no issues with it.
3: Ross, I have nothing else to add to what Jack just said there. Cool. I don't know, well, maybe one thing. Is Arn Anderson starting to lose a bit of faith in Cody? The oh. way he got involved there at the end. Is he? Is that just me and my deranged mind? Probably so. But, you know, it's a question I'm going to throw out there.
1: I just thought it was because Trent did it earlier. Mm. I don't know.
3: Foo
0: for thought. But no one cares about that stuff on AW Dynamite. The main thing everyone's talking about is, surprisingly, the match between new NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb Beating Layla Hirsch in what was an actual good match Sick. on AEW Dynamite. A, 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 wait, 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 wait! A women's match, a women's anyway title match. Got time on AW Dynamite? I know, right? Like that should be the high, be the, the 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 big question. Wow, can you believe this happened on AEW Dynamite? And um, and then afterwards, AEW Women's Champion Nikki Rushida, challenged Naila Rose for full gear, and I'm like. Now nah, we've seen that. Um I have Layla Hirsch back on again? Please? Yeah. That's I, I thought she was mint.
1: Get rid of Sheeta. No one cares. Yeah, about.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I was really impressed by the amateur wrestling style. I'm so much more interested in wrestlers when they do that because they stand out from everybody else. And it's that variety thing that AW's really good at when they remember they do it. Yeah. thought this is a fantastic match that came out of nowhere. And I was, you seem to agree with me, Jack. So say something else.
1: Oh, they're both class. Serena Deeb is such... That, that was my tweet that Cody liked. I said she's such an all-rounder. And obviously, Cody's there going, yes, this guy knows what he's talking about. I thought Layla hey, Hirsch was brilliant Five as grand. Well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> transfer that into the account. Um, Layla Hirsch was brilliant as well. I'd only seen one match of hers, and it was a few weeks ago at Bloodsport. And she she looked good in it. Um, but she looked even better here. Um, so I'd like to see more of her as well. I, I, they were both superb.
3: Ross. Aye, oh, sign her up. Like a female Taz, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, with oh. the legs and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> a bit dirty, sir. You know Jim what I mean? Jim Ross was fascinated with the legs. Oh, I bet he was, the dirty bastard. Um, <laughs> yeah. He called them both tender. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it during Kenny Omega's entrance when... Um, Excalibur says to Jim yeah, Ross, yes. "Jim, look, it's, they're wearing the masks." It, Jim Ross sasses Excalibur so bad, and he's just sat there thinking, you can, "You can see why Excalibur had to point that out to Jim because he knew the Jim was not looking at the places he should have been looking." Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just the only drawback of that. You got to say was it was for somebody else's title. That mm. long, most like yeah. the the most like investment put into an AEW women's match in some time on Dynamite, and it's for somebody else's title. Why not cheat this title? That's the only drawback. I guess you could you could say
0: yep but months all around and uh, that, that, that just didn't come out right at all <laughs> in human language NXT Halloween Havoc was on the other station if you were flicking over with your remote Johnny Gargano wins the North American title from Damian Priest in a Devil's Playground match decided via spin the wheel make the deal which ended on the no DQ full scout anywhere match shame on them not doing the coal miners glove but we'll get on to that later on he is Hill he is, I've forgotten the ability to speak. I'm very sorry. He is helped by a mysterious figure dressed like the bloke from Scream. It says here. Uh,
1: he
3: was, not he? Although his
0: name was Ghostface, wasn't
1: it? Is it? Sorry, yeah. I'm not a big horror genre man.
3: That's I know, fine. I know him from Scary Movie.
1: <laughs> it was a.
3: <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that blokey and a classic uh, of the genre. Uh, <laughs> ah, absolute classic. Yes, <clears throat> I watch it every year. My Criterion Collection DVD, and. I didn't see that. I just flicked through it. They really made the most of the Devil's Playground stipulation. They really went out with the Halloween aesthetic, uh, rather like Ross today. Uh, lots of crazy stuff like faith, gravestones and things of that nature. It looked all right. Gargano is champ. Does nothing for me. That's like Orton win the title. But Jack, you love NXT. You love it like he's your brother. So what Where did you are
1: think? you getting these things from? Noted I'm just trying Orton, to think of something Cassidy fun to say. Jack, you love NXT like your brother. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Like the brother uh, you talk to.
1: I thought it, I've only got once. So that's alright um, it was a good I, I just think generally the whole show I normally prefer AEW but I thought NXT kind of blew them out of the water a little bit this week I thought Ooh, it was a yes. fantastic show yeah uh, and this match was really good I never really got Damian Priest but I, I thought he was improving quite a lot but I've got no issue with Gargano being champion again but uh, and I like oh what was the other thing I was going to say I liked when he kicked off the wheel for the finish as
3: well great
0: good times Ross any thoughts or should we move on to big Pat McAfee
3: we saw a face turn I reckon Gargano knifing that crap pumpkin (laughs) awful terrible pumpkin you like that that, no I love the fact that they had a big inflatable pumpkin because how could it be Halloween Havoc without one but it wasn't up to scratch, in my opinion, and I thought Johnny Gargano Aww. did a, did us a service by getting rid of that. And, and nice to see Man Mountain Rock back again in the wrestling, playing Mister Priest of the Ring. Who was that? Who was that big man, that big hairy man. Playing Mister I don't know
0: what you're talking about, Jack. What you talking about?
1: He played Priest had a live like a um, Nakamura style live guitarist. Oh album, yeah, actually. but it,
0: well, it wasn't actually Man Mountain Rock, though, was it?
3: It was a slimmer lookalike. Oh, right. He was, I he panicked was... then
0: because there's a bunch of other stuff later on. I thought, wait, was man Rock back?
1: <laughs> was he the guy playing the role of Big Show
3: in the skit later on? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he
0: was oh, huge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of all the people to come back. <laughs> anyway, Big Pat McAfee is here with Logan and Birch, the new tag champions from last week. They're introduced by Kyle O'Reilly who has Pete Dunn with him. Uh, I quite fancy a holiday to Florida too, Pete. What the hell, says Jack on the notes. Yeah,
3: how's he, he got nice there, there then? How's he got there? Surprise. Yeah, why was War Geordie Pat not on dynamite then? Just saying. The same I wanna go tripping.
1: and see my I wanna go and see my mum. How's Peter gone to Florida?
0: Anyway. No idea. I'm gonna, Are we saying want, that Pete
3: Dunne's a Tory here? No. <laughs> he's just got to test his eyesight. <laughs> oh <laughs> And
0: it's like Pete Dunn is there because of course he hates Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, it was when he teamed up Roddick Strong to deal with Undisputed Error all those months and months ago. Yes. Yeah. Continuity is back at WWE. Never no mind Man Mountain Rock. I'll do so the dumps and draw. say so whoever the hell was back on this episode. Continuity from two years ago is back.
1: What we should mention is Pete Dunne immediately turned on Kyle Riley and hit him with a chair.
0: Well, I wouldn't call it a turn.
1: Okay. Pete Dunne. Yeah, Continue to be Pete Dunn about
0: yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but should we said, it? Big Pat McAfee here is very good still. Mm. Just talking complete crap. Bigging up uh Logan and Birch, who aren't necessarily masters of the mic. So Pat McAfee is back. I was surprised at that because I thought, like, look, look, one and done, it's fine. Keep it but I don't want to really see you back more and more. He was really good here talking.
3: And so handsome.
0: And so handsome as well. That's so right, so Ross. Handsome. You know about handsome men. What do you think of this?
3: I do know, I do know a few of them. Um, yeah, talking up his brain. I love that little bit where he's just like me and my brain, me and my big, beautiful, clever brain. Um, yeah, he's just good, isn't he? I don't know what else you say about Pat McAfee. He's just a good, and they've sort of they've, they've worked it well with Ridge Holland's injury and sort of, you know, yeah. changing things up on the fly and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. It all just makes sense, doesn't it? It's all good, all good in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron
0: Grimes faces Dexter what, Loomis. What was wrong with that? <laughs> no, it was, it was beautiful. That's why I left it, let it linger in the air like a like a fragrance.
3: It's unnerving when you do that, man. Just response for Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Terribly unnerving.
0: I'm imagining an invisible audience there going, ha,
3: ha, 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 and
0: waiting for them to stop laughing.
3: It's like you're waiting for a cut point for Richard to take it out. <laughs> oh, it's that what he looks
2: like.
0: We'll cut it out like someone's toe. Cameron <laughs> Grimes faces Dexter Loomis in a haunted house of terror match. So much stuff happens, man. But eventually,
1: I didn't know what to say at this point. I was speed doing the notes to get it done in time, and I just didn't know what to say about
0: this. It's well put. But eventually ends in the ring with Loomis coming out on top. Yeah, this went and went and went, didn't it? First of all, Michael P.S. Hayes shows up. Bad Street, Bad Street, USA. Bad street in the whole of USA and all that. Uh, with the bum bag. That's nice. And they drove in a van and they drove away. Then he came back and Dexter Loomis was there. Then he came in the ring. It was quality crap, I like to think.
3: Oh, it was fantastic. Cameron Grimes deserves an Oscar for that performance all the way through that match. How scared he was. And then just that shot when he's running down the street, just this hairy man with his shirt off (laughs) going, just running down some street in Florida. I thought it was a fantastic visual. I really enjoyed it. I know Dexter Loomis gets a lot of hate, doesn't he, for his character and how he sort of wrestles. I don't know if I've just been listening to too much Alvarez. He doesn't like him. Yeah. Cameron Grant. Um,
0: Yeah, I like the character. I like the way he wrestles. I like the stuff he does. And he's just in time there for the Dexter uh, coming back on TV announcement. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think too many people focus on having that one match style that NXT likes, which is a 10,000 kickouts, and he doesn't do that. So I'm like, yay, go Dexter Loomis! Kill all the people. (laughs) Put everybody in the van and drive off and just be happy. What do you think, Jack?
1: Yeah, I've got nothing to really... Nothing to
3: add. That's fine then. Lads, I'm going to piss myself. I'll be back in a second. That's awesome. Okay.
1: <laughs> Do we keep going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just like... <clears throat> so how, how's, you know, all right? Yeah,
2: I'd say so. <laughs>
1: what, is this getting kept in? I hope it does.
0: Yeah. Um, you know what? We'll leave it up to the editor. Let's pretend yeah. it isn't, not effing blind everywhere. Yeah, um, things are going better with me I always seem to have a really bad start of the week and then I make up the rest of the week. Nice. Um, I lose some motivation. I think looking back on it this week, it was a sugar come down from the weekend. Mm. Um, but I'm back to feeling focused again. Nice. But you know what? That's... I saw uh, uh, Bianca Belair doing the deadlift mm. on last week's SmackDown. And that motivated me. I'm like, that's nice. great, Dad. just get the weights out again.
1: Are you? Are you back in the gym or have you no
0: because I don't trust since... them I don't yeah I, I yeah, get yeah
2: like
0: none of my mates want to go out or do anything in public uh, apart from going for walks in the park I'm fine uh, with that and none of my mates out of either laziness or they just don't want to do it I think it's a yeah. mixture between the two but it's, it's working very well self-survival right now they just don't want to do anything so I'm not getting a lot of socialising out the way unless yeah. I'm dropping off cheesecakes to you and. <laughs>
2: um.
0: so I don't trust going to the gym right now yeah. it's you know, they say, like I was saying on the, the Twitch stream I did, um, when I got to the gym, it says, like, put the weights away and wipe off the things so there's no back sweat on people.
1: But no one's doing it.
0: No one's doing that. So yeah. I don't trust people to put that back or wipe off the sweat, so why would they be wearing masks? Oh, yeah. God, what is is here. So
3: wrestling, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling. What were you speaking about? <laughs> the,
0: the gym and whether it's
1: safe to go to the gym.
3: I wouldn't know what a gym is.
1: Tracy Smothers had a gym line, didn't he?
3: I hope I don't he did. J- jail.
1: Don't, don't, no, um, I don't trust him to even know a man named Jim or something like that.
0: Oh, right. we say a Jim line, I thought, like, like, what, a bunch of them? No, Come no. Come to no. Tracy Smothers' gym. <laughs> <laughs> I'll whip the fat right off of you.
3: What, what would a Tracy Smothers' gym look like? What would be in it? <laughs> uh, oh, God. I don't know. maybe would be like, G is for
0: Jim, Y is for your Jim, And M is for money, which you'll give to me at Tracy
1: Smothers Gym. (laughs) That reminds me a lot of the Robert Lozier joke. Is it from Family Guy? Oh, yeah. (laughs) R is for Robert Lozier. (laughs) Look over there. It's Robert
0: Robert Lozier. Lozier. (laughs) Uh, Rhea Ripley beats Raquel Gonzalez in a very good match. Almost as good as the cage match they had a few weeks earlier. And afterwards, who cares about women's wrestling? Drake Maverick orchestrates a skip backstage. He's, He's dressed up as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And then out of nowhere, a yeti appears. And then someone else appears. And he gets the man sandwich. Now we got a Halloween Havoc 95, they all remember. And then out of nowhere, his tag team partner, his friend for life, Killian Dane, shows up as the shockmaster, but refuses to trip over. And d Drake even goes, you're supposed to fall over the thing. And he goes, oh, I saw that and took that away earlier. Why would I do that? And he goes, oh, all right, I'll do it. And then he tr- he trips and falls over and then Killian goes, fell on his ass."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, that was for the nerds out there. The lonely yeah. nerds, I remember such gimmicks as the Yeti and the Shockmaster. <laughs> do you know Any excited- of the kids watching this, I don't know what you'd think.
1: Do you know how excited I got when I'm just... Peacefully watching AEW, minding my own business, and my Twitter notifications explode, and everyone's going, "Jack, the Yeti is back!" and I'm like, "What?" and then slowly learn heartbreakingly that it wasn't the real Yeti. And I was I was half excited and half devastated that Shivani was on the other channel because you can't bring the Yeti hmm. back and not have Shivani there.
3: Who played the Yeti last night?
1: Ron. Ron. Re- oh, sorry. I was about to give. I was about to yeah, give. I was going to say Yete Yeah, I couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't know, know, but who wasn't it, Jack?
1: Um,
0: <laughs> Kelly and um, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> it was Big Ron Stud, right? Wait, what? Well, I'm confused now.
1: The
3: original Yeti. just
1: was he Ron... the original Yeti? I didn't know that. Ah,
3: oh. Ro- Ro- is that was that another name he had? Wait, is this Ron Reese? Ron, Ron Reese, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But his, sorry, oh, right. oh yeah,
0: yeah Catch his name, but he was going to be Big Ron Stud, a play oh, on sorry. Big John yeah. Stud, oh, so he was, was Ron Reese, and then he was Super Ninja. Super Ninja, what the? Uh, no, not Super Ninja Warrior. No, yeah, Super... No, 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 wait, Super Ninja was somebody else. Oh, crap, now I'm ruining it. Nin-
1: super Ninja Warrior, wasn't
0: super it? Super Ninja Warrior. That doesn't even sound real, does it? No, it doesn't. That sounds like a Poundland knockoff of Power Rangers.
1: I remember he was in that World War Three Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Super Massive Giant Ninja, to his friends.
1: Aqua Force Go.
0: Yes, this is going horribly. Io Shirai retains the women's title against Candice LeRae and a tables ladders and scares, match. <laughs> so all those people who were tweeting me, going, "Look, Matthew, they've misspelled TLC on
3: the." Uh, I thought you said spin stairs. In the wheel,
1: <laughs> <laughs> stairs.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Don't no, 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 not again. Uh, well, I thought not was, like twenty fourteen. TLC, yeah, I just yeah, that, that makes much more sense. <laughs> no, according to their logic, you need to wait uh, twenty
0: or so years to make fun of you know, Halloween Havoc and all that daft stuff. But you've got to wait another 20 years to make fun of, you know, the stairs being a gimmick one year, TLC. Uh, yeah, this was a brutal match. I was expecting after all the silly bollocks earlier that they'd actually go all out and get themselves hurting. But yeah. Uh, the mysterious Scream Dude, it says here, tries to interfere again, but is nullified by Shoti Blackheart, who's to dressed dressed for this Halloween occasion. Kenny s- takes a gnarly bump, she certainly does, and Neo pulls down a belt to cap off a strong show. Um, nice so
1: the... The scream person was meant to be Indy Hartwell, according to Melter, but then she had to isolate because she was in contact with someone who tested positive.
2: So do, it's not do, Indy do, Hartwell. Do.
1: No, not no, not, I don't. I don't know if it was the road time. Oh, it would be funny if it. No, it wouldn't be funny, obviously. But it would be. It would no, be. It would be, funny. it would be ironic if it were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they picked a big fella to replace it then, because I thought that's that's a big fella that.
1: Yeah, I thought it was... Yeah.
3: If it was meant to be her.
1: But then Eo and Candice are both quite short, aren't they?
3: Yeah. I always even think that one. Wait, Johnny's short as well, isn't he? He's a yeah. little man. A little man.
0: But Priest
1: isn't... No,
3: Adam Cole is the short man. That's, a, that's the...
0: <laughs> on the wrestling <laughs> meme jokes. What were we saying, Jack?
1: But Priest isn't short. So we can kind of use him as a gauge for this person. I don't know who it was.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. The referee's just like, oh, no, he's half a Priest... Well, wow, that bombed. I the it. But I mean. a strong week. A lot of wrestling there to to enjoy and suffer through from. Lots of action, lots of horror, and lots of comedy. Thanks, Slapjack, patreon.com forward slash hall of fame. Next segment. That's a different address. That was just awful at last, but <laughs> Patreon.com <parental.com/class. laughs> Look, I'm tired. <laughs> like, you sit down for a bit, you're awake for a while, and then if you don't move around, your body doesn't give you energy, so you just start talking complete crap. Get another slice of lemon mascarpone in you. Yeah, it's like Popeye spinach.
3: <laughs> Let's have a rummage in our
2: mailbags. <laughs>
0: <sighs> now I'll have a little, little, old look in the mailbag. A little, little old look. That's right. Mm. Number one. Hey, guys, love what you do. With all this time in isolation by my lonesome in Chicago... Your voices have been some of the most consistent in my life for the last seven months. God, is that how long it's been? It feels very much like we're friends at this point. We're well, not. And as your friend, I would like to rank you in order of my affection for you. Oh, oh here we go. God. Adam, Ross, Matthew, Sam, and Tom are tied for first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? And Jack is dead last. And it said, How dare you wear a Chicago Bulls hat? And say, go LeBron.
1: Oh yeah, I did do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. I think you think you bang the
3: right there, mate. Uh, it says here we share a. Bu-
1: go lads, I'm off.
3: He's done a Preston.
1: I've done it.
3: He's done a Preston.
0: He's done an FTR. We share a birthday. I thought you were better than that. Anywho, should we do like an... Uh, never mind the buzzcocks. We'll get someone from the audience to replace him. Right. <laughs> is that what is that you eating?
1: bit of a cheesecake, yeah. <sighs> then... oh. I can't get it out of the thing. Oh, it's just crumbled.
3: Oh, this is relatable content I've ever but... seen. it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you, are you, what are you eating with? A fork?
1: No, that was a knife. That's
0: why it went wrong. You're eating with a knife? I'm get a spoon. Will you live like... A 1950s badass on the run from the fuzz, or you're (laughs) just a lazy cat. I'm putting it back now because it was just for a visual gag and it didn't work. Oh, okay, far enough. Uh, I'm a screenwriting professor at Notre Dame, and one of the first writing exercises I have these students do is choose a wrestling match from a list I've curated. They have to watch the match and then write it as though it's a movie script. It teaches them to focus on physical storytelling and get used to describing action dynamically. With the influx of cinema matches in the no fans era, the exercise has become even more fun. And it got me thinking if you, go, go, uh, if you could go back in time and book any match as a cinema match, which would it be? I think I'd love to see how ridiculous some of the late 80s, early 90s cartoony matches that never belonged in a ring would be, like Papa Shango versus Ultimate Warrior. Or see if any level of editing would make me believe a Shane McMahon match. <laughs> Interest to hear your picks Cheers fellas Terence Brown You know what Terence I wasn't sure if I was going to be your friend At the start of this message I am definitely your friend At the end of this Take care and hope you're doing well In Chicago uh, Don't go LeBron Here we go I'm picking <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Thanks Terence So If you could have An 80s or 90s match Be The cinema matches That we now see today Which one would you pick And why Go on to first
3: um, I've, I've got one. It's the oh, first goodness. one that popped, popped into my mind when hearing that question. The Big Show and Boss Man. Oh, That feud, okay. where where would that even take place? You've got a number of options to choose from. You could have it where Big Show hopped on the casket originally. You could have it in a, a deeper, darker place, I guess. But yeah, that one would suit, that would lend itself to the cinematic concept, I reckon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good show. I like that one. Um... I'll go for. God, this is tricky, isn't it? Maybe one of the buried alive ones would have a. Are they cinematic enough anyway, without even being cinematic matches? Yeah. Okay. Um. I'll think of a different one. There. <laughs> like I've,
0: got one. I've got one. I've got one. If you're go thinking on. of one, sorry. Well, I
1: was going I've got one quickly. I could just oh, jam ahead, it then. in. Uh, I was Show gonna it. say that the '99 Royal Rumble because. I just think oh, that could do with more silliness. <laughs> so there we go. As long as we still get the bit of Gangrel coming out and all the lads in the front row.
0: I was about to say, yeah. that the fans popping into Gangrel's theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I have to go with, when Warrior made his 1996 return to coincide with that comic he was doing about destructivity, if they had the budget and the resources to have, you know, a match that really ties in with that whole lore that he had written about, like, did you read any of the Albert Warrior comic or oh, some snippets? No. It wasn't quite heavy on the law, it wasn't just I'm the warrior and I'm ultimate. Grrr, I was bitten by a radioactive warrior. Now <laughs> it, it was quite heavy on the uh silly bollocks. So I think if it did some sort of setup for that, where Triple H meets him, you know, in Death Valley or somewhere, and he's like, Where are you, ultimate warrior? Show yourself, and he's there and he's like, Ah. He hits him with a steel chair, but the Ultimate Warrior flashes yellow and his eyes turn green and he goes, You see, in Volume One of the Destructivity, the destructive powers come from the. Fa-. And he just carries on and on and on. You've not, and then he can turn it into it like was... a giant robot, like in Michael Jackson's Moonwalker or something. I Yeah,
1: this isn't just a off spur of the moment.
0: No, I'm, I've, I've tried really hard.
1: No, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Okay, well done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> Someone has to. <laughs> what was your pick, Jack?
1: Mine was the 99 Royal Rumble. I'm sticking oh, we we'll go. That. We'll stay with I'm sticking, that I'm sticking with
0: it. That's fine. <sighs> First of all, question number two. First of all, before I know Ross is back and now reads these again, I want to say, welcome back. And I'm glad mm-hmm. you took some time off and looked after yourself because I really feel a lot of us could benefit from being more honest with ourselves about our mental health and what we need. It's I'm very true. glad you're back. No onto my question. Before going on at that, though, it is a very good point. We're not going to treat like, oh, you had an issue. It's not like a wrestling concussion. You know, Ross has been out for a few weeks. He's all right now. Nothing bad's going to happen. Mental health is a thing that we should all be practicing more often than not. So I'm here to remind the people here listening to this and also myself, if you're having a hard time on Twitter or you're getting angry, that's the time to get off of it.
3: Doesn't oh, indeed, I didn't log into Twitter the morning after. Well, I put a tweet out two days after my original one and didn't go back on until i came back to work and that just you don't realize it but just reading negative stuff all the time Like i don't get it in terms of abuse like with what i do it's more just the news and people people's opinions and stuff like that just it, it wears you down without realizing so just taking a step back it's a i'd fully mm. recommend people do that more often i certainly mm. will be going forward there you go
0: as i write this i am listening to an online lecture in politics Due to COVID, my entire university experience this year is being delivered via online recorded lecture, and I've noticed a vast difference in levels of charisma, or as we say in Southpaw, charisma, between <laughs> the two different lectures. I hope I pronounced that right. For example, one of my chemistry lectures, or lectures, should I say, is about as exciting as two sleeping pills and a bottle of scotch. Bloody hell, mate. No, don't do that. Uh, while the politics lecturer I'm listening to right now has buckets of charisma. And I can't help but think he would fit right in for
1: wrestling. So so much charisma that you've you've stopped paying attention to his lecture and you're writing us an email.
0: (laughs) I think that's what he's saying, yes. So my question to you is, who is someone you've met in your life outside of wrestling who you thought would make a great wrestler in terms of their personality and charisma? P.S. Thanks for all the great content and playing such a key role in me getting back into wrestling since 2018. I don't think I'd be as much of a fan now if it wasn't for all of you, even Matthew. Wow, that's high praise indeed. <laughs> that's from Emmett from Derry by way of Glasgow. Thank you, Emmett. Thank you, mate. Sorry, Glasgow. Uh, so that is a good point. Are there any people that you've thought, wow, they'd be really good in wrestling? I've got one. Go ahead. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He's not...
1: You'd he have to be a kind of a... Sami Zayn or Chad Gable sort of figure, or like a, a early Kurt Angle, you know when like they're kind of more positive and happy than wrestlers tend to be, and they're like, "Hello, I'm a little bit," you know, they're not as aggressive basically. But there was a lad at that nearly fell again. There was a lad, there was a lad at my uni called Ollie, who didn't really like. He wasn't much of a like a going out or a, or a drinker or anything. He wasn't ever. He didn't put himself about, he just got on with his work, did what he liked to do, sound lad as far as I could tell. I didn't know him very well. But on Facebook, absolutely hilarious. So if he could cut a promo like how he used to post on Facebook, that would be brilliant. He used to share links to his Amazon reviews of stuff to help people when they were looking for like new keyboards or mouses for computers or whatever. And his reviews were absolutely hilarious. I remember one that was like, he'd ordered a new mouse and then the review was something like, when the delivery man turned up with this box with my mouse in it, we were both excited, or something like that. He just would tell like a little story, and then he'd, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but he had this certain, certain online charisma, and then in real life, he was really understated, and you could tell there were glimmers of it there. So if you could just unlock that, then he'd be on his way. He'd be the next big thing. So that's, mine's this fairly unassuming lad from uni. Yeah.
0: That's nice. You know a lot of interesting people, Jack. No, it's very I'm doing quality. But I think you know, I just. Cool I think I meet. just.
1: I think I just overthink
0: people <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I don't think they're all interesting.
3: Ah, Ross. Who have you got? Uh, I grew up in a place called Morpeth, which is fifteen miles north of Newcastle upon Tyne. Uh, I went to King Edwards the Sixth High School in Morpeth, and there was an English teacher there called Mister Murder, who was the genius Lanny Poffo. The Second Coming. <laughs> he was a fan of Bristol City. Is me because uh, I had this media class sort of thing, and he just used to just disregard that. He would stick. I used to take my young ones DVDs in, just put the young ones on and watch it, and that's media studies. And he would just sit there and speak to us about football manager in Bristol City. And then the odd occasion when he would do the teaching, then the genius would come out, and then the rhymes would come out, and it was unbelievable to watch. He was a. It was a he's an amateur actor in his uh, spare time. And I think he maybe was dreaming of bigger things than being a, a GCSE English slash media teacher. So he used to try and do his um his thespian works on the on the class each and every day. And so yeah, he was more like the genius Lanny Poffer than he was an English teacher. So Mr. Murter, what a guy. I love that man. That's oh. nice. Did you get a good grade because of it? No, i got one because I was just really clever. <laughs> <laughs> it was media studies, Matthew. <laughs> because the reason I say that
0: was because I did English Lit as one of my A-level things. And I was like, eh, I'm not kind not of digging this because it's some of the things we have to look at aren't that interesting. But the, the teachers we had, my God, were like, okay, class, we're going to sit down and read The Tempest by William Shakespeare. <laughs> it's like, I'll do a page, then you'll do a page and so on. And we'll go all around the class. I'm fine. Well, I, can, I know how this works. Uh, that's a book. Boat Swan, Boat Swan, come quick. You <laughs> know? And uh, yeah, and they all just put so much effort and passion into their bloody classes that I'm like, oh, now I'm into this. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay, I'm into this. You know, and I'd read some people are like, uh, uh, parting is such sweet sorrow at the end. And then i get it. I'm like, hey, let me tell you
2: something. Maybe the fifth, you ain't nothing.
1: Let me tell you something, <laughs> <laughs> Trink, you, fifth, something. you, <laughs> um,
2: you something <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: did, Good Shakespearean comedy here. You sit there and you thump your tempest. <laughs> <laughs> Prospero 316 says, you I didn't read you your told book.
1: Me. You talk about your sonnets 360.
0: <laughs> Iago's there going, It was me, Othello. It was me. Ah, oh, oh. oh,
1: this is very. You nice all bought it.
0: That's actually an oh, no, All Right Shakespeare reference. But I for, reckon
3: Macbeth is. literally
0: a five people listening.
3: My God. So anyway, I missed out picking English language. I had an English language teacher at A-level who used to pronounce Kasabian as in the band. Casbian. That's my wrong. main memory from uh, English, oh, English language mate. A-level. Casbian, <laughs> Miss Ogilvy? Oh, no, well, Kasabian's... Kasabian's, Kasabian's sorry, you're not... Sorry. I was just say
1: Kasabian's named after the driver, the getaway driver in the Charles Manson gang. Is it? Yeah, oh, it
3: was, is she that was, that comes she,
1: from? She was a woman called Linda Kasabian, yeah. Oh, oh.
0: Yeah. I was going to say when I worked at the Odeon, I'm sorry to like try and talk over you and interrupt you. Very rude. I think it was okay. the Conan podcast. Um, that I just got excited because I remember at the Odeon cinema when I worked at, we had uh, Narnia 2. And I just, to lose myself, because bloody cinema, I would just say, yeah, uh, Narnia 2, Prince Kasabian, everybody there. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's good. The little things in it. Anyway, it my is. answer to that is not my English teacher. Uh, I think someone who's more wrestling than wrestling was Brian Clough
3: yes <laughs> absolutely what a show hey, Just, I've, under the cosh podcast i've been listening to them all there's one with mark crossley from hang on they cropped Wait up on the on the i was logged in as cultaholic on my computer at work and they're all yeah. there so i'm what? guessing you must be logged in as well. i must have been
1: watching them on my thing yeah so what's what's happened is my story from last week i nicked from the under the cosh podcast with Marty kilgallen
3: I've not watched that one because ah. man. I watched the one with Mark. Mark, if you want a good Brian Clough hour or two of stories about him, it's just Mark Cross's episode. He used to play for Nottingham Forest back in the well, when Clough was manager. Um, but I'm sorry, Matthew, i have just taking your thunder there. Oh, no, no, go, go ahead, mate. I, I just get excited about Brian Clough. There's one story he told about where uh, remember the crazy gang at Wimbledon. Yeah, uh. they were playing Nottingham Forest and they had this. Vinnie Jones had brought in this the ghetto blaster, boom box thing, whatever you want to call them. And they were just playing it really loud. And Brian Clough kept telling his assistant manager, to go, would you mind going next door and telling them to turn that down? And his assistant manager would go there and they wouldn't do it. He came back. Could you go back and tell them to turn it down? So he went back and came back again, didn't do it. So apparently Brian Clough just walked into their dressing room, just picked it up and smashed it on the floor. <laughs> 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 and that is pro wrestling. <laughs> I mean, so he's minute. so
0: charismatic. And it's on YouTube, the the meeting, when he talks to the manager and it's... it's oh. Don Revy. The, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, the situation yeah. will take too long to explain. I'm realising it's abbreviating it. But yeah, just the, the, the character he was, uh, he emanated from and gave on TV and the lines he'd come out with. I wouldn't say I was the best manager in the business,
3: but I was in the top one. I used that that in my UCAS application (laughs) oh really the first one the first line was like I wouldn't say I'm the best (laughs) Paisley put journalist in there and that was at the top of my UCAS application (laughs) and did it work of course it did Yeah.
0: was this the one they say Rome wasn't built in a day because I wasn't on that particular job.
3: Uh, <laughs>
1: so wait, am I Glass. logged in on the cultaholic YouTube account? Oh no, you
3: must be, because it was just—it was only in the last few weeks I, I've discovered this. Because it's been going for years, I saw so, this under the COS yeah.
1: Podcast. I only discovered it recently as well. Well, I better check my logins then. Bloody hell!
3: going mm. to get hacked. <laughs>
1: that
0: was a good question there from Emmett. See if the next one's any better. Hi, gents. Firstly, I'd like to thank you all for putting out such great content during the pandemic. I started watching during my time off work on furlough, and now myself and my wife watch religiously every oh. week. Blimey. Oh, yeah. It's weird thinking that we're, we're religious. Uh, my <laughs> wife, friends, and I have recently discussed what results in WWE we could change if you had the chance. my is considered a somewhat controversial choice as I would change the rock-beating CM Punk at Royal Rumble 2013 as I had no desire to see once-in-a-lifetime again. it's oh, a good question. Uh, my question is... Pay plan, I'll burp then. The question is, if you could change one result in history of each of the bigger pay-per-views, oh. Rumble, Mania, Slams, Survivor Series, which ones would you change and why? Thanks again, okay. Steve-O from Hull. Oh, thank you for Jackass. Thank
1: you. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> a fun thing about the uh, Roxy and Punk match, I was working at Sky at the time, and my mate, I won't say his name because he might listen to this, and he's a walking distance in my house, and I said, oh, are you watching that? He goes, yeah, I put a bet on, are oh, you bet on it? Like, he said, yeah. Well, I want CM Punk to win but I'll put a bet on the Rock to win because you know the marks. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I'm betting on both men on the match. But, but anyway, so that's a good question. It was change one result in history. So we'll start with Rumble. Are there any of people, any times you thought someone else should have run the Rumble that year or? Who? I remember 2013. Yeah, Jericho. No, it's 2012.
1: Oh, mine will be 2012 with Jericho then.
0: Oh, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. What, yeah, you know what, that's better than I was going to say. I was going to say Ryback right eliminating that's a good Cena. One.
1: That's good. Is that the right, yeah? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because then Cena won the Rumble, and then, yeah, so, yeah, that's right. right. I'll go for Jericho then,
1: 2012. Cool. And what have you got, Ross?
3: Are we picking a Rumble specifically? Because I just can't get WrestleMania 31 we're doing the big Oh, oh we're doing yeah the I'll come, come to Mania after this oh bloody hell rumble I'm
0: making it longer and more pachiti esque
3: change of rumble let's talk about biscuits or something like that instead Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head if you haven't got
0: one it's fine
3: well let's move on I can't think of one
0: it's fine I can't help but think with your red face and the way you've got your glasses that you do look like Roy Chubby Brown
3: <laughs> <laughs> I get Frank Butcher quite a bit as well <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah 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 <laughs>
0: So WrestleMania will start with you, Ross. A certain match involving Rusev.
3: Thirty-one Cena, Tank should have won. Abbott
0: and Jack.
1: Um, I'll go for Shane McMahon to beat the Undertaker somehow. So we found out what was in that bloody lockbox. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, okay, right. God, I was for cause... a second there. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about?
1: Because <laughs> people thought he was going to win going into that. Some people, mad people. He didn't. But I wanted to know what was in there
0: I think we were all mad for watching that one <laughs> Wrestlemania which I think is still happening as we're talking somehow <laughs> not sure how that works but I'm going to pick the obvious one the only match in Wrestlemania history that I think should be changed Booker T defeating Triple H at Wrestlemania mm, 19 just help. saying if you're going to do an angle of vaguely offensive things it's fine as long as the guy getting insulted wins in the bloody end mm. anyway uh, SummerSlam
3: um Yeah, I was
0: going to say, yeah, yeah. that's plus
1: one for that. I'll I'll, I'll also say that one then. I can't think of a better one.
0: Survivor Series.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh. Bloody hell, Survivor Series. Montreal, (laughs) Brett. There it is. He should have shot on Sean and battered him.
3: Oh. 2017 comes to mind, the way that one finished. With Triple H.
0: Oh my god! I've forgotten oh, yeah. about that match.
3: That was weird. I know it resulted in Adam Pacini being bald, so I was happy in that respect. But just watching it as a wrestling fan, it was infuriating, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. And it was weird because then Strowman threatened Triple H afterwards, and nothing ever came of it.
3: Yeah, yes. yeah th- that mess. was that
0: was just the Saturday Night's main event to set up the best match at the WrestleMania that was coming up. But it was a weird match. <laughs> uh, Probably Barry Harowitz to win something at Survivor Series 95 because he unexpectedly got so over because he beat uh, Candido at SummerSlam 95, the previous pay per view, that Vince of commentary was completely unprepared for the fact that there were chance of Harrowitz, Harrowitz. He's like, what? Barry <laughs> Harowitz is getting a chance. So if they carried on that, Har- Barry Harowitz could have challenged for, oh, anything he would have wanted.
1: Okay.
2: So
0: That's a limit for him if he'd won them. But anyway. Speaking of which you talk about talk about biscuits then. We did have Do I still have it? The list of desserts, the tea list, which inspired the cheesecake mania um of this week. What's your favourite dessert, Ross?
3: My favourite dessert? I'm and find the list. Just with this uh this lockdown, I've explored a couple of desserts places here in Newcastle who do the deliveries and cheesecake. You get your certain you get your Oreo or your bisque cheesecake, oh. and I don't think there's much there's many better than that out there, to be honest with you. Oh, but anything else discussion. other than
0: cheesecake? or um, People think we're sponsored by some sort of company for every time we say sort
3: of, it. You look at some sort of creme brulee, although I had a really disappointing one oh. at Miller & Carter. That that should be talked about. That was a disappointing creme brulee, Miller & Carter. Um, apple pie is always a favourite with a bit of ice mm. cream.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Are you looking for a particular answer out of me here?
0: No, just to get your thoughts, because you... He's you... Trying,
3: oh, no, honestly, uh, for some reason. discussions.
0: For some reason, he's trying
1: to kill time as if, like, as if we've got. No, kill short. it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking.
3: Um, how long have we been going? Let's have a look at all our, Oh, all a long
1: time, here. lads. A long time. We have time. been
3: going two hours, 19 minutes, and six seconds as I speak right there. That's just a warm up. The real podcast is <laughs> later on. We might um, as well make it for three hours now. We might as well. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. But no, important no, question, no. though. I think the thing. All right, never mind about that in uh, uh, Apple Pie.
0: Christmas pudding, yay or nay? Nay.
2: Oh
3: don't like it never have done although it's one of those things you know when you're a youngster and you decide you just don't like something and you never revisit it mm. I decided I didn't like Christmas pudding when I was young and I never went back so maybe this year of oh. all years I had that last year with mince pies I went back and had a mince pie for the first time since I was young still don't like mince pies oh really Oh yeah not a fan
0: I'm the same Ross Yeah, thing. it's one of those things like oh that mince pie and you go and eat it and it's mince pie but it's not beef and gravy it's just
3: so I had that with yeah. mayonnaise. I decided very young oh. I hated every single type of mayonnaise apart from a milk chicken sandwich's mayonnaise. That's unbelievable stuff. Always has been. But then <laughs> I went to Weatherspoons, right? Scandal. Went to, <laughs> to Weatherspoons at uni and people were getting mayonnaise out. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. Why not? Heinz mayonnaise and the little bottles of spoons. We all know what we're talking about here. Quick dollop there, little dab in case, you know, who knows what might happen. Love mayonnaise now. You do find, you do the find, find the yourself at uni, don't you? You, know? you,
1: do, yeah. you do experiment more at university. Yeah
3: with b you certainly oh, do yeah. Jack yeah. yeah people doing drugs and that arm that we mayonnaise
0: <laughs> you know when I was at uni or as I call them my mayo days <laughs> <laughs> question number four to a big con hello lads before hello. I start I would like to say a bit welcome back I think I'm supposed to say big a big welcome back to Ross just down sorry just finished the have moment and couldn't be more glad that he's feeling better as someone who struggles with mental health myself it's great to see he seems to be doing great i'm sure he was until this podcast uh so i was watching back <laughs> an old nxt show in october 2019 the first and only nxt show i've been to is i live in the isle of man oh you might it, know
1: that weird lass that i went to uni with i was about to say we're,
0: we're not weird jack back off. <laughs> great <laughs> that timing weird here
1: lass, that weird lass from
0: uni and it was the show where Balor turned heel on Gargano after the show when the ambulance is driving off one of the doors flung open which caused Full Sail to burst out laughing and Regal running after the ambulance like a prime Hussein <laughs> Bolt and realised it was cut for the actual broadcast which leads to my question what is the funniest moment you've ever seen at a show that either was never broadcast or cut from the final show hope you're all doing great lads keep up the brilliant work you've all done from Jack, one of the five wrestling fans in the Isle of Man. Thank oh, you. Jack has a C. It's not a K on the end. It's J A C. By the way, interesting. Which is the Isle of Man thing? Oh, he you got how to spell his own name? Or a typer? Yeah, that would be great. It's only his name. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I remember the World Cup final for WCPW. Oh no. The the bad guy stable. Ba-
1: wait, I wasn't banking on you going to do one about The ours. Prestige. <laughs>
0: Prestige, that's right. The Prestige oh no. uh, came out to attack uh, Kushida. Kushida. Kushida, and he had the, the trophy. <laughs> and they attacked it, and they picked it up, and it fell apart. Well, so I was like, get in. And they immediately cut that off the uh, replay. Did they? I was,
2: thought
1: they know, just they, Yeah, they did, so the, I went back to try and find it. And I'm like,
0: oh, you get.
1: Did they? I thought they just battered the trophy in.
0: No, it, it fell. It fell? It was like, <laughs> the prestigious trophy... One half of the prestigious trophy.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay, because they came out to trash it anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, there so, you go. Good save. I'm getting but a bit defensive you've got now. I know you are. Well, bless you. Um,
1: mine's from... So I, I, mine's one that never went... Because he said, I think he said things that have been cut or never aired. Yeah. So just any... Rest, right, okay. So I like Northumbria um, Students Wrestling Society or whatever. You know the union shows. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Um,
1: I like them. And I think they, they do a good job and it's all... It's all really well impressive for the scale of it. Like, they do a really good job. But I also saw the funniest match ever at a Northumbria uh, event, which was a main event. It was a 30-minute tag team Iron Man <sighs> match.
0: Yeah, Were I'll you be there? I've been told about this. I haven't watched uh, it yet. Go on. Go on,
1: chat. 30-minute tag team main event. HT Drake and Satch. Do you remember Sach Ross? hmm yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Looked
3: a bit like it... Rake Who? Rake or CKY.
0: Oh! Wow! I was not mm. expecting to hear that reference from you, Ross. Well, pat on the back.
3: Must have so, period blood in
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I mean you are so, right.
1: So it's H two It's H two Dragon. Satch. I popped louder than anyone in the room for Satch. I couldn't believe that he was there. I was buzzing, and uh, they were taken on the London Gentry, who do like comedy Tory boys kind of gimmick, and it was a thirty minute Iron Man tag team match. And I went to see Drake after the match just to say hello. And I've never Drake's in good condition. Like he's a he's a fit young man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. He's he's in good nick, right? And he was knackered. Okay. <laughs> he was so tired. A lot of this match was spent like Scooby-doing it around in and out of doors and stuff. I didn't know what I was watching. And to make matters worse, the timer broke halfway through. <laughs> so they're waiting for it to go down like zero it gets to like 25 minutes and just stops and everyone's like oh my god this match they are literally gonna fight forever but um i think because he was so tired and didn't know what what to say in his promo afterwards drake gets on the top rope and goes and that's why tories will never beat the working man (laughs) it was was so good it was fantastic so that's mine that's mine
0: Again, I've I've I should probably sit down and watch that at some point. So it's on Facebook oh, or something.
1: I've got no idea. I was there. i have to, live. i have
0: to go dig that. It was recorded, but they said they have not sent it to me yet. Oh. Um have you got any Ross because I've got another one.
3: I'm a bit scared to say mine because it involves the illustrious Dragon Aizu. It's a moment that was oh. cut cut from the first ever WCPW. Not, a- not, not this, not this, not this, not this. People might notice that sometimes, I think Adam does it more than most, we say, yo, Job, like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it,
3: it, it came from um, Dragon Aizu did a, a segment at the first ever WCPW tapings. Was no... And I can't remember what was happening, but I remember this—he was entering, en- making an entrance for some reason. It was, you know, the lights were purple, like Undertaker's entrance, I guess. And he's looking down the camera because obviously WCPW was associated with us, dirty youtubers he It was him,
1: down- and, uh, him and the sons of Ulate as well. You might
3: be able to tell it better than me because I can't really remember. I just remember the line, "Yo see you, you enter." They- yeah, <laughs> so they're making
1: their entrance. There's just been a match. They're making their entrance to beat up the the two people who just been in the match, and everyone's going to be like, "Who are these?"
0: Go on, sorry.
3: No, you go on, I can, that's all I can remember.
1: Oh, well, as he's walking to the ring, I don't want to tell it because he'll be cross at me now.
0: <laughs> I'll tell it, I don't care. If I was in the <laughs> he crowd. Turned, he
1: I'll turns, get all the heat. He, he turns to, did he say it into the crowd or into the camera?
3: He said it into the camera, he's like, yo, yeah, yo, chobe, yeah. whatever. Yo, and then,
1: yo, chobe <laughs> C words. And I was like, whoa,
3: God. Hysterics I was in the first time. Because it, it wouldn't be funny if it wasn't for that Teesside accent. Yo, chobe and-, and then the guy with the firm finger or whatever it was.
2: And, and uh, the crowd and,
3: ringside.
1: <laughs> and the crowd chanting Poundland Wyatt as well. Oh, my God.
0: Went down like a lead balloon. And, I'm scared. Uh, he's going to
1: find us, and he's going to chop us into oblivion now.
0: Yes, he so will. So, uh, There's uh, a lockdown J-1. on, so by the time we come out, he'll have forgotten about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did like, though, was he did his DD, I think it was some sort of DDT finisher, and they synced up like a flash mm. when they made the impact mm. with the ring. I thought that was a nice touch. I was good, though. Do you that. remember? I and have to then take your word
0: for it because yeah.
2: it
3: didn't show up. So all the lights were still purple and dingy, like Undertaker's sort of purple in the arena, sort of thing. And he did the—I think it was some sort of DDT movie he did for his finisher. And when they made impact with the mat, flash.
1: I should point that out, out uh, was, even though the Sons of Ulysses didn't take off, you know, Dragonizer was a key integral part of WC? I don't want to—I feel like we should say that now to cover our backs. Yeah, I
3: thought it, uh, I like Dragonizer. I love Dragon loved. Dragon I like Dragonizer. I, 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 Dragon I went to. It's a shame oh, I a never gig? see him anymore. Went
1: well, um, to a bloody gig with him.
3: <laughs> did
1: you? <laughs> yeah, at the Clooney. was <laughs> was <That must laughs> mess- experience. I was working late in the office one day, like a year or two ago, and I got a text from him and it said, Jack, you're an emo. I was like, what? <laughs> What's yeah. going on? And then I went to what was not an emo gig in the slightest. It was a metal gig. I was scared.
0: And I had the opposite experience because Rise did Emo Night Mm-hmm. And I went, so I got to see a friend seen for years and I talked to them all night and it's just as well. Cause I just went, Oh, right. I don't like emo. Why am I here? You know, I got to hear Jimmy Eat World once and the rest was like, Oh, I didn't like this when it was popular, but I ended up talking to her and I go, "Bloody the Dragon Ice who's there. And I'm like, I don't know you're a fan of emo. I'm, like, I'm not. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. I, said, I thought it would be a bit harder than this. I'm like, right. He so he went, see- I'm he leaving. And he, he took out he took out a can he brought with him and says, Yeah, you can have it. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he, uh, he I remember he um he wanted to he made some kind of joke to me like I'm in a second, I'm gonna bowl through this crowd of emos, and I'm just stood there like, all these people look like me that he's not happy about seeing.
2: <laughs> oh. uh,
0: good. It's good, It's totally the Dragon ICU podcast. Oh, fantastic. Uh, And that is all the questions I've had to scroll down. And if you do have any lovely questions or thoughts or any reminders about PMA, Positive Mental attitude, even if you're from the Isle of Man, that place that Jack doesn't like, you can, of course, send whatever is on your mind to mailbag at com. Let me go on. Last time for the segment, so good, they named a sweetie after it. Reese's Pieces. And to show you that we're a bunch of size queens here at Cultaholic. There's two of them this week. Hello, triple diddle lads. Before oh, my I say God.
2: <laughs> triple diddle queens. lads.
0: Oh, yeah, no, that's but, the, that's what that's they've typed. Way. I didn't say that. Oh. Uh, before <laughs> I say anything else, I just want to say welcome back to Ross. And I okay. hope he's had a great podcast return so far. Whoa. Oh, it's
3: been uh, questionable. <laughs>
0: I know you guys hear this all the time, but I just want to say thanks for everything you've done to help me and make me smile in darker times. Happy to hear that poem. Anyways, mm. I try to make a Reese's Pieces you guys haven't done before, and I think I've got something with this one. When given the name of a wrestler, say a match of theirs, that comes to mind first. Doesn't oh. have to be their best, just one that's memorable. I like it. I, I like, like that it. people have been inspired by Reese's mm. Pieces, come up with their own variations of it. I like it. So we're going to go around in a circle. So were three people. And it's a faster thought first. We'll go Ross first, because he's just returned. Jack,
3: then oh, me. Uh, John Cena. Next is SummerSlam.
1: Uh, CM Punk, Money in the Bank, 2011.
0: Yamaga, Rumble
1: 2007. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I really thought he was going to say Yamaha. <laughs> Do
0: you remember when Your John Cena
1: wrestled Your
0: <laughs> Batista.
3: Uh, Cena, WrestleMania 23. I've got the one against Batista at WrestleMania. No, that was Undertaker. I've talked bollocks yeah. there. Batista, Undertaker, WrestleMania 23.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've got that one also.
0: <laughs> Two big uh, men, and <clears throat> meat. Extreme Rules 2010, I quit. With Cena. Mm. Roman Reigns. Jay Uso, Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah, just that, just that last
1: one from the other day as well. Yeah, uh,
0: all the matches where he lost to Brock Lesnar, <laughs> AJ Styles.
3: Oh, Cena Rumble Seventeen,
1: Unbreakable Two Thousand Five, Joe and Daniels Triple Threat, Five Stars.
0: Trying to think of anything but that now. Uh, oh, Abyss Lockdown 20, 20, 2005, Jesus, near twenties. Randy Orton.
3: Bray Wyatt, WrestleMania 34. <laughs> 33. Three, 33.
1: I'm having a nightmare a third. this round. <laughs> uh, I've got um, the one against, well, it's, it's just the one against Drew from the, the other night again, but I'll have to choose it because it's the first one that came into my mind.
0: Cactus Jack, Backlash 04. Yes, what a shout. And Mr. Kurt Angle.
3: Oh, Cody Rhodes, WCPW <laughs> True Legacy—is <laughs> that what it was called? One
1: of them, yeah. That was, yeah, that was Legacy. Yeah, I think so. I've got no idea. Uh, versus Dragon Azu. Uh, don't know. Um, <laughs> mine is the one against Taz at the 2000 Royal Rumble where Taz oh. swashed it. <laughs>
0: uh, the Rocker, No Way Out, 2001. Yeah, good. I'll break your effing angle, mm. uh, Drew McIntyre.
3: Will Ospreay WCPW <laughs> <laughs> which one was that? Exit Wounds maybe. exit exit Wounds what a name Just to a
0: Steven name
3: you'll exit it right.
1: Wounds oh um mine's not even a match he was in so I don't know if it counts but WLC
3: because mm-hmm.
1: Drew does a, the most ridiculous Toby I've ever seen in that match
3: it's I think brilliant. it counts that he's in that one okay. yeah. table boom. yeah
0: uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Joseph Connors uh, <laughs> WCPW Under Siege 2 or whatever it's Under it Siege <laughs> Eddie Guerrero
3: oh there's no WCPW ones there yeah is there? no <laughs> Lesnar no way out same
1: no can I change it can I change it to Edge on Smackdown
0: yes you can I change it because I wasn't going to say that. Uh, that Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc 97 ah, seven.
3: Mm. I watched that last night oh,
0: still good right oh yeah Liquid Gold Triple H
3: oh Cactus Jack Rumble oh.
1: I always think of the first one of the first wrestling matches I ever remembered being aware of and that was King of the Ring 2000 Triple H Vince and Shane against Rock Kane and Undertaker hmm. yeah where Triple H lost his belt but he didn't get pinned
2: that's yet.
0: right and we're coming up to that on the Cold Olic Smackdown review me and Tom Campbell oh. just saying we had our highest ever ratings they count as ratings uh, Your, with Matt muscles oh my. making a cameo oh.
1: Matthew, you're about what, to get what, to... What? You're about to get to... It might be a few months away yet, but you're about to get to the the match that I chose in my Desert Island Graps that Tom had never heard of. So when you get to that one, Ooh. he's going to be quite excited, I think. It's Steve Blackman versus Albert. It's really good.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait for it then. I hope you will bring that up and we'll laugh yeah. about it. Triple H match. It's going to be... I was going to say Catless Jack Rumble, so I'll say Catless Jack uh, No Way Out. which made me very yes. upset as a kid. Edge.
3: Oh Angle Judgment Day 2002. Oh. Baldy Baldy Angle. Yeah.
1: Foley at WrestleMania. Uh,
0: Foley. versus Cena at New Year's Revolution. Oh,
1: that's 3 Sorry. second match. Yeah.
0: Oh, that was it. Never look back. Asuka.
3: Mickey James Toronto has come to oh. mind first there. I don't know why. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh the one where she
1: made Izzy cry by choking out Bailey and winning the bell. <laughs>
3: Uh,
0: versus Nia Jax at Elimination Chamber 2018 oh I'll defend Whoa. that nothing else on that show was good from my right but that match was sweet No, I'll watch it back and I'll be crap but I'll still defend <laughs> it right now uh, Becky Lynch
3: Wrestlemania main event gotta be in it I'll
1: go for mine was the Wrestlemania main event but I'll go for the the one against Charlotte at uh, Evolution
0: I'm just gonna say the Evolution one as well mm. either Bella Twin
3: Stephanie McMahon, SummerSlam 2014. Was it 14? I think it was.
1: Yeah. Uh, The first ever Women's Royal Rumble. They both had quite a prominent role in that.
0: I'm going with Ross's pick. Fair
1: enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because it was that match and Lesnar Cena that stood out. That was a good match. Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley, WrestleMania.
1: Uh, the first ever women's title match, the new women's title, with Becky and Sasha and Snoop Dogg. Uh,
0: the one with Natalya on SmackDown, where Charlotte got the title back, that where she was really over because uh, Flair was teasing that he was dying. He was faking it, that brick <laughs> oh, yeah. Flair. He's always working, that man. <laughs> a, and it was a really good match, though. As I said, really good match, really good crowd heat. No one was into it, so and he came back as like, see, told you. Uh, and the final one is Adam Ringmaster Pachidi
3: the one where he um, huh. he uh, he burnt his ball sack the rumble he burnt his ball sack on the top rope getting eliminated after a powerbomb from Martin Kirby set up by Drew McIntyre and Drake Maverick there's a sentence for you <laughs> and I
0: think
1: and which, I think... which
3: show was this oh I've got no, no idea no,
1: reg- no Regrets was it No Regrets the No Regrets Rumble it's also set up that powerbomb a little bit by Ray Phoenix, who's just there and goes, Alright, right, I'll have a bit of that. Come on, then, uh, I'll go for that one as well." And Ross was also in the match, not as an entrant, but he featured.
3: Oh, I died with primate. You came in as entrance, yeah? I threw it through a bin. That was a difficult. Was that difficult? No, it was a light bin. I'm not that I'll, strong. I'd be worried I got about a good it. height on it, though. <laughs> yeah, I was just
1: say I'd be worried about it hitting the the rope and bouncing back.
3: Yeah, I made sure to put extra on because I wasn't <laughs> going to make myself look like a tit out there in front of a few hundred people dressed as a king. <laughs> I'll never forget the entrance during that because there was someone just shouting abuse at me. It was terrible. I was like, oh. calm down. Like, proper, like, heartfelt abuse from that man. I was like, are you fat, horrible? Like, it's that, the other. I was, like, I was
1: next to Matthew. I was
3: telling him shut up.
0: <laughs> you know, if you hadn't said anything, Jack, I was going to say... So, what's your favourite uh, Adam Bocchetti match, Jack?
1: That one as well. It's The only one I've well. seen.
0: Uh, him, not a match, but the reveal where he does the big grin on Martin Kirby, and everyone throws the glow sticks.
1: He never it's grinned. He, this is, you've Mandela affected this. Yeah,
0: you're right. I haven't gone back and watched
3: it. He just kept uh, going. I hate you. Yeah. I <laughs> hate you. I'm from, <laughs> I'm from the Isle of Man, and that man is me, Adam
0: Bocchetti. <laughs> <laughs> He's from yourself. the Isle of Why? <laughs> I'm the white That doesn't work, does it? <laughs> <laughs> There's no fun there. <laughs> yeah, that one, that was a WCPW um, die hard with a vengeance. <laughs> uh, thanks for saying? everything, <laughs> for Nathan. Salutes. Thank you. And it, it comes me <laughs> on the part two. All right, lads, no faffing. Let's get right into it. Oh, UK love TV. That. Oh, here we go. UK TV theme songs. Right. Oh, All right, okay, I'm sitting up in my chair. Specifically... Just your favourite theme music of the choice given. Okay. Not which is your favourite show. All right, this is already the best podcast we've ever done. Never mind Ross coming back. All right. <laughs> match of the day versus grandstand.
3: Oh, it's match of the day. Match of the day. Match of the day. Yeah,
0: has to be. Changing rooms versus animal hospital.
3: It's Animal no. Hospital. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> it
2: is.
1: There's a lovely lad called Ryan Cars who runs the Tag magazine. Oh yeah. Uh, he's a Northern Irish lad, lovely. And he, he, we became all right pals when we were like hanging out backstage at shows and uh, he could always make me laugh quite a lot. And one day we were bored waiting for the next show and he, he synced up Bubba Ray's entrance from the night before with the Animal Hospital <laughs> theme <tune. laughs> And it's Bubba coming out, glaring at everyone and just... Da, 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 da. It was so good. Uh, <laughs> so my, mine's uh, mine's the Animal Hospital as well. That's fine.
0: Oh, here's a really tough one. Casualty or the bill?
3: Casualty for me.
1: Casualty oh. is this... Da, 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 da.
0: What's yeah. the bills? Da, 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 da. Bam for the bam, bam for the reload. That's casual. What <laughs> what's, what's the um build? <laughs> oh, <it's hard>.
1: <walnut> This is like a derby. <gymnasium> oh, this is hard. <gomery> Casualty. <comfort> <umental mucha> I'm going
0: to say the bill just because no one else said it.
1: Fair.
0: And I was really upset as a kid. It came on, um, we do the BAFTAs, and they go through, let's take a minute to say goodbye to all the people we've lost. It does that, you know, hello, my friend with me, and all that stuff. And he did one bloke of you the big tash. Now when as a kid I went, Oh no, not the fat bloke from the bill.
1: <laughs> it was not.
0: <laughs> don't even know his name. Oh. I was like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> the fat bloke. Uh, Emmerdale or Midsummer Murders. <laughs> Midsummer <laughs> Murders. How's Midsummer
3: Murders go? Emmerdale. Yeah, I even don't though know Emmerdale, how do goes. Emmerdale isn't very good anyway?
1: No, but it's gotta be Emmerdale. Even though I'd 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 No 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 no. I've only been to see like once this year, but whenever I go home and see my mum, that's what we do. We sit and watch a big Midsummer Murders episode if it's on. They are long. They're like two hours. They're like this yeah. podcast.
0: Yeah. They're like Heartbeat. Great song. But you haven't got one by the end of the bloody show. <laughs> um, I mean, those are good, but it reminds me of the best ever um, Harry Hill bit where he says, just reenact your own Emmerdale thing by getting a bit of land and just going, no 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 with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tots TV... Mm. Or oh, Bodger and Badger?
3: Oh, Bodger and Badger. And badger yeah.
2: Bodger and Badger.
0: Bodger and Badger. Na, 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 Badger. The away. T-R.
1: What are you doing with Tots TV there? That's I'm trying to remember thing. how it goes. Oh, I'll do it for you. Don't worry about it. Tots. It's, I'm a shot. I'm a Tots, you squeeze in Tots. Tilly, are the Tots from Tots TV. One, two, three. Two- Hooray. Hi, lovely Me. donkey.
0: Uh, <laughs> say. You know what? Touch TV because I haven't thought about that in about thirty-five years.
1: Tiny, tiny was a little knob, wasn't he? God, super tiny. Get, get in the bin, tiny. You knob.
0: <laughs> please, please, stop calling my knob tiny. Um A touch of frost or oh Christ, on a bike. Dream team. <laughs> Dream team, is it? <laughs> dream
2: team. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. That, that's dream team, right? Yeah, yeah, that one, man. Fuck, oh. God. Grange Hill, the original theme. Hang on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Chuckle Vision.
1: What? Hang on.
3: Chuckle on... Where's it... Chuckle
1: Vision? It is Chuckle Vision, but where's the one we we're all waiting for?
0: Oh, there's a few more to come. On, man. When
1: you but... said Grange Hill, I was like, here we go, lads. It's finally happened. Oh, never mind. Yeah, what are you um, talking about? Chuckle, you were... What? What's the thing we always reference on, like, every podcast? It's like Green Old Sega Chilli, games. It's like Grey and Chill, but Northern.
3: Bike at Grove.
1: There you go. I thought it was oh, going to be okay, Green Chill right, or bike right. at Grove. I'll oh. go for, for Chuckle Vision now.
0: Uh, Green Chill, because it's the only thing I remember about that show. Uh, and the fact that the crew all went to the White House in that whole TV shows against drugs and apparently they, they were no. all high as kites <laughs> on this, this website i read art attack or blue peter
3: can't remember. blue peter's more iconic isn't it yeah yeah whereas art attack is just chaotic yeah
1: mm. blue peter it's quite elegant
0: art attack because i'm not elegant
1: Fair
0: enough. <laughs> uh brookside
3: oh, oh brookside oh, wins that's it. It. yeah it doesn't matter want to hear the other one <laughs>
0: The other one was Hollyoaks. Nature. We call oh. that a squash match in the business. Brookside's the think... best the best one full stop. Are you trying to think what Hollyoaks was, Jack?
1: No, no, I know Hollyoaks. I'm trying to think down down, down, now. Down, down. What's do. Oh, no. <rison pudding> it's
3: when the sacks kicks in the, the back quarter. That's when I'll, stuff oh I'll trust Häres you, i hairs on the neck get stood up. I'll go for yeah. that as well. You've sold it. Yeah, it's
0: Brookside. Don't trust us, The answer is Brookside. Eastenders, or Coronation Street.
3: Oh. I love me a bit of Corrie me. That the theme song, the sort of is it? A, is it a trumpet? What? What instrument is it? It's some of brass. Yeah, it's yeah, some of brass. It, when that gets warbling, <laughs>
2: that... <laughs> 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 fantastic.
1: Uh ah oh, God, I've I've never really watched EastEnders, and I've seen a bit of Corey, but just for the impact it has at the end as well, I've got to go for EastEnders as a theatrical mm-hmm. device.
0: Someone, do, 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 do. someone put I that on a, the Who
1: shot?
0: Sorry. Oh, that's good. That, that, that it does that kind of it joke. does
1: kind of go with that.
0: Uh, someone said a video that's a uh, Who shot Johnny Bravo, and
2: doom, 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 oh. doom,
0: doom. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Doctor Who versus Wallace and Gromit. Da, 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 oh,
3: Wallace and Gromit. Um. Da, 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 da.
0: Wallace and Gromit.
1: Doctor Who takes itself too seriously, I'm afraid. Nothing's
0: beaten Wallace and Gromit. No. Uh, and here's the finale. The main event of this recent piece is the Only Fools and Horses intro song, Okay, Why Do Only Fools and Horses Work, or the outro song... Long live Hookie Street. I'm
3: going intro. I don't know the
1: outro, so I'll go intro. God bless Hookie Street. Street. Oh, beaver Hookie Street. Street. Yeah. No, I'll still go. Long
0: live Hookie Street.
1: Street.
2: Say Magnific.
0: Rookie Street. I said Rookie Street there. Magnific.
1: Hookie Street.
2: I'll, like still go for
1: I'll still go for the na 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 da-na-na-na-na-na. Stick a I mean. pony in your
0: pocket. Yeah. Brother, oh, I have to pick one. Sorry, I'll just, I'll just sing the song the rest of <laughs> That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> how, long left? how long do you have to go? to three hours? All right, five minutes of this. My <laughs> brother, I'm your man. Uh They're both good, but the in... I'll say the intro because I have to sit down and work out how... Long live Hookie Street starts because it's just this enough knockoff goods.
3: The uh, the, the record time at the minute is two hours forty seven minutes. No, oh my god, hours. we're actually going to go. All right, and um, the, uh, but that'll be a couple of minutes shorter on the actual podcast for the people watching because obviously now they'll,
0: they'll put be. out live and uncut. <laughs> like Long Live Hookie Street.
1: No, 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 no! Come on, no, come on, lads. I'm,
0: I'm just I'm just googling um, the, the news. We've got some half price cracked ice, miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, David Bowie LPs, LPs. pool games, gold chains, what's names and that a push? Some Trevor Francis tracksuits from a mush shepherd's bush, bush, bush,
3: bush, bush,
2: bush, bush. No income tax, no, no being. Oh my Jack's joining I do, I do, yeah.
0: Anyway, sorry. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> If that any viewers across the pond, one, Google these and enjoy your new playlist. And two, I challenge our American or Canadian friends, the only other the friends in existence, to send me choices in from their respective countries for next time. Nice one, Thank fellas. You. To next time, Mike P. Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much, Mike P. If that is your real name. I very much appreciate that. And to all the international people, if you haven't heard the Brookside theme, don't listen, you don't have to listen to all them. have you? But the Brookside theme you need to listen to. Honestly. Crucially,
3: crucially, get yourself on YouTube and not Spotify because the official one is not on Spotify, which breaks my heart every day oh. I try and search for it. You have to get Just it on YouTube.
0: I'd take it off for Joe Rogan. Oh, well.
3: <laughs> so if you have any Reese's Pieces to send us,
0: I mean, the gauntlet's been thrown down there, Mike P, uh, Americans, Canadians, please, 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 please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com.
2: It's Cultaholics.
0: Wow. What a long podcast. My God. And it's there's still some length to go, lads. As the big question for those still watching We're
3: going should miles Ran- deep now. <laughs>
0: should, should Randy Orton have won the title at Hell in a Cell? A question so well thought out in research, we just thought of it seconds before asking. Mm. So Ross. Randy Orton. He's won the title a lot of times, hasn't he? He has 14 to be precise, Matthew. 14, one four. And 14. There's not Five many times. people who've won that, uh, that many with uh, that the world title that many times, especially not in one company. So, at this point, do you think Randy Orton should be, uh, at the top of the card, still winning matches, still cutting
3: promos, or should he be that gatekeeper? Should he be where hardcore Holly was in the year
2: 2000,
3: <laughs> for example? That is one of the worst things you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Mentioning the names, Randall, Keith, and Hardcore Bob <laughs> in the same sentence. I think after the year he's had, yes. But as I said earlier, it's one match too far for him to get it, in my opinion. I think the the uh, it would have been way more effective if he had taken it in that ambulance match rather than at Hell in a Cell. Because people were asking, why is he getting yet another shot at the title, this, that, and the other? Um, but conversely... As I mentioned earlier, I'm just repeating myself from earlier, basically. The chase for Drew McIntyre until fans get back in. That's where the money be, if I was speaking like a, a wrestling businessman. But I reckon, yes, it was nice to see him with the title again.
1: Part, partly because I'm interested and in partly to get it in the thumbnail for clicks. Ross, what did you think? Because you were off while it was happening. What did you think of the night vision? <laughs>
3: When I first I read it initially, and I was like, "Nah, come on, not Randall Keith," because like, this came after he did that Photoshop stuff, and that wasn't that wasn't Randall Keith esque either. Um, but then you watch it, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I thought it was funny, uh, <laughs> Saying, Seeing forty year old Randall Keith and his night vision goggles and his, his boiler room suit. What do you call them? Boiler suits? Is that what boiler suits? It? I think boiler so. Suits, yeah. What is uh, he pretend to be? Uh, pretend to be a cleaner. I thought it was fantastic why not I eh? thought it was good right that's in the thumbnail yeah there you go get
1: that in (laughs) and what did you think of when Rad's I'm trying to think of another moment so we can have loads of them in the thing Uh, I don't know if he should have won it because as Ross said it was three title shots in a row is too much but at the same time he's good isn't he he's good at he's good at what he does he just is
3: just in case that got cut, I don't know how Rich is going to edit this. We're two hours and 54 and three seconds into the recording here, and Jack has just found out that his audacity, which is doing a better quality audio recording. Uh, you
0: might as well leave it in. At this point, even the prisoners are going back to their cells. No one's <laughs> watching now.
3: Of course they
0: are. The longer, the better. So you say that. Um, Randy Orton, <laughs> uh, I was going to say negative things, uh, but now you've reminded me about that bit, where he put on the night vision gloss, the gloss uh, things on his face and did that. If he keeps on as his new gimmick to defend the, himself. <laughs> <from the fiend. laughs> I'd like that. Absolutely. The fiend versus the, the. I can't call him the cleaner, can you? Um,
1: no, you can be the cleaner. They can sh- throw a shot. They can do uh, that.
0: No, because it would make AW dynamite terrible for the next three months. Um, King Omega hitting RKO and everyone going um, no <laughs> I like the idea of him trying to outplay the Fiend. you know what I'm really looking forward to the Randy Orton Fiend stuff on TV not the matches just the stupid stuff they do of oh, Randy Orton cutting those good promos and Fiend being like you, you burned me place down it yeah. wasn't even insured hell it man um, but after that because Randy Orton's been going for so long they're trying to get people over they can get this new up and comer uh, what's his name again Tony Modra his gimmick can be that he's a, not only a wrong name blokey but he can be Randy Orton's dude like, I love Randy Orton so much he's he still winning titles so much that he is now popular enough to have his own little stable and stuff stay at the top of the card um, so I think he can work that way if he's just going to be playing Randy Orton cutting promos and doing what he's currently doing I'm not going to be thrilled by it but yeah. there's room for improvement and we're all about positivity here on the Coolholic podcast.
3: i tell you what, that's a, that's, a, that's a stable our uh, Rue not being followed through on was Randall <laughs> Keith and the revival back in the day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. I thought that has huge potential on SmackDown. Huge.
0: I agree. Me too.
3: Delightful. Glad we all
0: agree. Any other thoughts uh, that aren't about your audacity?
1: Uh, I am um, uh, nothing out of the ordinary in terms of schedule to plug. So, no, I don't. I don't have any thoughts.
0: Oh, okay. I'm not riding Orton, but we could skip to that bit if you Oh, like. sorry. That's, I thought you were...
1: No, uh, I'm glad that Drew... I'm glad that Drew got a chance to hold it, but I hope he gets it back again, and then I'll be fine with Randy winning it this time. There we go.
0: There we go. That was a pretty... There we go. Oh, I think we all got an opinion there.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a shame when we all do Reese's Pieces and dick around about Brookside and East Enders themes and all that, and it's like wrestling. Oh, uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Ross... Regardless of people listening to this and everything else, I've enjoyed talking to you again. It's good to see your face, even if it is covered with tomato juice. Um, it's still a delight. It's good to see you doing well. And it's good to hear you sounding well as well. If you listen to this on video or podcast, wherever you may be listening, you call the holic. What have you got on tap for us this week, mate?
3: Ah, thank you for that, Matthew. I've been very nervous about this podcast because I've seen how well-received Adam's been and I'm well aware I'm not as eloquent or as funny or as handsome as Adam. Nor do I own a <laughs> a, nor, nor do I own a, a, a turtleneck jumper because um, I'm not fashionable of either. Mm. So yeah, hopefully people like it. As I say, Adam's got a million things to do here, so not doing the podcast is one less thing on his plate, which is a good thing for him. But as for me, I've got a straight to hell going live this weekend with the illustrious Chris Van Vliet. Ooh, and I'd it was that. a hard thing for him to do because he is—he is the most positive man in the world about professional wrestling.
0: Boo! I mean, yeah, that—that's great positivity, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, and by the way, all the uh, themes we listed in that recent pieces, uh, Pichidi will be streaming uh, probably this week. <laughs> uh, no one, I will look.
3: That's right, he's going to start all the way back in 1958 with the first <laughs> ever episode of Coronation Street, working his way through. Wait, he probably has time this weekend actually, because we should mention this. It's Hell on the Smell 3 on the channel, mm. 1 pm GMT, I think, on Sunday.
0: Yes. It's so if you get- want to see a bunch of people suffering, and why wouldn't you? That is essentially the resting business. One just one, just
3: one, one Adam, Adam just Adam on his own. Just
0: Adam, if you want to see one person suffering at your expense, his expense, I think I got that the wrong way yeah, around. Watch Alan Pashiti in a bad smell. A bunch of bad smells, smells isn't it?
3: Smells. I don't, well, yeah. we all know what's in store here. I don't we know do. if you do, Matthew. Yeah, I'll, you do. Um, I yeah, do. it's going to be the worst one yet. He's yeah. so far we've had the fish. And then we had the octopus and the dog food last year, and this one is a, a stage higher still. Ooh. And I'm not just saying that to be an arsehole. Generally, we is. Use...
0: Yeah. Yeah, def- definitely. Arsehole may be one of the smells, in fact. Uh, Jack, uh, anything to plug?
1: No, apart from that, which I'm glad Ross
0: remembered to do. Wonderful. Just to let like you know, lads,
3: the recording well, is coming up to 2.59.22. Right, right. no, 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 it's like, no. It's like
0: the Y2J clock. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the streaming session on Saturday. Hades went well. No pizza people that knocked on me door or my window or anything else, especially because I didn't order any last time. And that will be happening at 6 p.m. GMT. I don't know what that is. American Times, I beg your pardon. But... We should end this now, officially. Three, two, one, three two, one. Three-hour recording. <laughs> Happy New Year! Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh I think we should end it. We usually put the fist towards the camera, but I think in honour of Tracy Smothers, I'll do the first bit, Ross the next bit, Jack will do the last bit, and then we'll all do the very end bit together. Which bit? The third bit? He is for terrible. Oh, no, I don't
3: know Ross. what you... I know, I know, I know. H is for hell. U is
1: for
0: Ugly. And G is for jail. Three, two, one. Because a a third can't spell.
2: spell.
0: (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.
3: Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.